0: Eddie Murphy and Bill Cosby are felled by tiny Spielberg robots. Dewey Cox walks hard, and Iceberg right ahead! We're talking about the biggest movie of all time, people. This week and more on 302010. 302010,
1: 302010. Three decades, every show, sometimes associated videos. 302010, 302010. The presses are awaiting us. We're going to the 80s and the 90s and 2000s. On
0: intro almost tuckered me out. Hi everybody, welcome to the internet's leading, I'll say leading, pop culture time machine into the past. We're going to look 30, 20, and 10 years ago into the past of news, pop culture, history, movies, TV, video games, music. See what happened 1987, 1997, 2007 during the week of December 15th to the 21st. I am one of your hosts, Christopher Antista. Who else is with us?
2: Hi-ho,
0: I'm Dave <laughs> Wow.
3: Diana Goodman, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street.
0: Holy shit, I got all those references. I hope
3: you're not tuckered out. This is going to be probably our longest episode. This is going
0: to be, long as hell, a great holiday travel episode because there are not only so many movies to talk about, there is the biggest movie to talk about, Mm -hmm. probably within our lifetimes. We've got Holiday
2: TV episodes. Classic stuff. And yeah, lots of movies. And you're
0: guaranteed to have some connection to some of it. So stay tuned because we're probably going to touch upon one touchstone from your life.
2: Ahoy hoy everybody If you're looking for a perfectly cromulent podcast That will embiggen your knowledge about the greatest TV show ever made Be sure to check out Talking Simpsons The LaserTime Time Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons Here's a clip from our most recent episode
0: did you have dogs that ate lipstick? No. So I, th- I thought that was a reference to Homer being dog-like. That whatever. totally makes sense. I could see... Oh, man, it, yeah. I think it started with our dogs with my sister's scented whatever, oh. and then they just ate all lipsticks if you, they could get to them. I didn't really have dog... I didn't have a dog until after <laughs> after I was six, so I never experienced a dog eating lipstick. I did, and her name was McGaggy. <laughs> <laughs> McGaggy. But that makes it even... That does make it even a better joke. Not just that Homer is a weirdo who eats flowers and lipstick and, and million and, and so <laughs> fancy soap yeah but that, that he does it in a dog way I do like that
2: for all this and more be sure to check out Talking Simpsons every Wednesday at TalkingSimpsons.com or wherever you find your podcasts and if you crave even more Simpsons related stuff head on over to Patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons for dozens of exclusive podcasts including Talking Critic
0: But as always, we got to start in 1987. Remember, we are December 15th through the 21st. Sit in a chair, open three portals, one to 87, one to 97, one to 2007. I love this period because I don't remember 1987 very well. But I grew up in the minutia of things that came out in 87. So I feel very in tune with it. Diana's a little closer to that, and I know people like Matt, who is not here right now, if you're a good mm-hmm. pop culture steward, you're aware of the the works of 1987, but you probably mm-hmm. grew up watching these movies on TV. Uh, and th- the amount of movies in 87 is insane. But before we get into that, let's let's get a little bit of news out there. I'm not even going to try and pronounce this, Diana. You put it in here December in the December
3: 15th. This is timely, because remember, we had Wall Street came out last week. Yes. And then this week, December 15th, Ivan Boski is sentenced to three years in prison and fined $100 million Whoa! in the biggest insider trading scandal in Wall Street history,
0: so these people can go down.
3: I know it's been thirty years since people doing bad things with stocks were punished. I, I, don't I gotta even... look
2: up this guy. I bet he sold his story and made. Uh, yeah, exactly. Six like six figures, seven figures. If he that.
0: quickly,
3: not really. If he
0: quickly paid this fine, I'm still mad.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know he he pretty much did. Uh, did he really?
0: He's got a hundred yeah. million dollars to throw around. I still got another hundred. What are you gonna do?
3: Yeah, yeah he did two years at Club Fed. <laughs> and He had a pun- pile of money. Like a lot of people were convicted with things. He became religious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with him, it was Judaism. And he like started taking classes at like a Jewish yeshiva and gave him a bunch of money. And even the yeshiva was like, no, 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 no. You can't come back here.
0: We'll take you're, your money, but you can go. You're a goddamn
3: criminal. Here's your money back. Oh
0: shit! Yeah, I didn't you want can, your money.
3: Yeah, we don't want your your ill-gotten gains, you bastard. Filthy
0: Wall Street money. But Jesus Christ, that is a brief interlude to <clears throat> this. Is the most movies in any segment in thirty twenty ten history. Yep.
3: Yeah, we got everything coming out. Just you know, we we. Well, I mean, we're we're Christmas season and we're prestige season. Yeah, so we're getting we one did two punches. we
0: did a laser time episode. That's our Monday sister show mm-hmm. to this one, which is topic based about. The dawn of Christmas movies—that is something that happened in our lifetime, where movies yeah. were released on Christmas Day. That did not happen yeah. that much in '87. Yeah, and and I—this I, is the only proof I, I have concretely—they dumped 20 yeah. movies to be <laughs> out during the Christmas season yeah. during the week of I December would say, like, 15th to the 21st. Two of
2: these are Oscar worthy. Sure, the rest yeah. are good, or a lot of them are still good. But you got one of my I, favorites in I, here. I think you, when you get to like the the late '90s and now into the 2000s, mm-hmm. that's when it's like. Oh, these are mostly Oscar bait, yeah. and like maybe yeah. there's one or two like you know hits. That is that not the case. Here. Yeah, something
3: for the family. There's yeah. a family movie, and then all the awards bait. Yeah.
2: Is, what, what's fun is when you can't tell the difference, like that Barman <laughs> Bailey movie. I'm
3: like, <laughs> which one are you? Because oh. you can't
2: be both.
0: Uh, but, Jesus, I don't even know where to start. I guess we'll start with the slightly less notable ones. Yeah, just, let's
3: knock out some. Not that ones. this
0: is less notable, it just I did obviously did not have a simultaneous American theatrical release. A no, no. uh, Better Tomorrow 2, the Chow Yun-Fat yeah, joint. Yeah,
3: which we had the first A uh, Better Tomorrow uh, we did. last year? Or it late make, 86? Doesn't that make you feel like
0: we've been around forever? We're hmm. covering sequels to movies we've already covered? <laughs> I in this.
3: think so. But, yeah, I mean, that's your first uh, Chow Yun-Fat John Woo Working together. Wow. And I have not seen A Better Tomorrow 2, I'm afraid. Better Tomorrow, the first one, is fucking great. Yeah? So... John
0: Woo didn't do that one. No,
3: he did that one. But
0: Chow and fat isn't in it. No,
3: they're both in it. Oh, okay, that's sorry. Their, that's this, their first teaming. Got this is it. them re-teaming. And it's not as John Wooey as he would get. No doves?
0: He's got no doves in here?
3: I think there might be Sideways with the two guns, but... Does he play jazz? It's, it's a <laughs> lot less like cartoon John mm. So I seriously recommend the first Better Tomorrow. Okay. So good. Let's let
0: me can I pull off the movies that I've never heard yeah. of Diana. Yeah. Uh High Tide with Judy Davis? Aussie. Aussie. Uh we also have September with Mia Farrow and Diane wiest
3: uh we got That's another Woody Allen joint. We're having a lot of Jesus. Woody Allen all over these. Uh, it's him in his um it's in his he's in his Bergman phase. I've mm-hmm. seen it. It's good. But there's kind of no reason to watch it. It's just sort of it's fine.
0: Yeah, there's, there's like I think 17 better Mia Farrow mm-hmm. and Woody Allen movies. Yeah, there
3: there are.
0: Uh, the Dead with Angelica Houston. Uh,
3: it's an adaptation of James Joyce's story. It's John Houston's final film? Wow.
0: All right, and a movie I have seen, but it's notable for reasons I hate to talk about. Ironweed with Meryl Streep and uh, Jack Nicholson. You've seen? I have because we didn't have great movie mm-hmm. channels. I had Encore, so when I saw um, there's a movie with people I've heard of, I'll watch it. In Iron Weed is a movie, I think both of them are homeless. There's a long, yeah. uncomfortable hand job sequence Whoa. where Meryl Streep is jerking off Jack Nicholson, and I think that's worth getting a gift <laughs> of. Uh, who knows? Follow this a
2: fantastic <laughs> thing. Yeah, you got too
0: many fingernails in there, little lady.
3: Yeah, I, I watched trailers trying to find a clip, because, I mean, two of the best actors of their generations yeah. working together. Awesome. Nicholson, I feel like he's morphing into older Nicholson. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're, yeah. we're only a year before Batman, mm-hmm. but this is a older looking mm. Nicholson. So he's acting, so that's pretty awesome. But yeah, it's about the homeless people in the depression and they're dying. And I just what it's like to, the yeah. saddest thing like, oh my God, it's Did gross you, and I think there's dead babies in it too. Oh, and no, I mean no, no. maybe have an adorable puppy die sacrificing itself or like how could you make this sadder? Yeah.
2: So
0: given what we just talked about, so, <laughs> this is on the this is on the low end of the interesting movie yeah. spectrum Wait, for this week. We're this halfway movie, done. Chris, but have yeah, you seen this ago.
2: movie on, on Iron Weed? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ that was a yeah, long way to go that's a particular strain man Woo! gotta get it Woo! but everything else oh, here man,
3: if they don't have that at a dispensary <laughs> I, love, I love idiots.
2: how everything else
0: is hyper notable so
2: high you speak like Jack Nichols
0: every other movie here is hyper notable in yeah. that it's great it's bad or it is notorious. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's this is this is going to get nuts, people. So mm-hmm. pay attention if you love movies. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of fun stuff All to mention. Right. Yeah, Can let's... I maybe start with Overboard, a movie I have the least affection for? Oh, oh you okay. fools! I love. I know movies. you love. Overboard. My favorite I haven't seen it. Thing. I haven't. I, this
3: is, you haven't. Seen I, it. This is I, one I of probably those. Probably have seen that, it. I feel like it reran on like TBS. a totally. yes. And I, a million times. Everyone I, has seen yeah. it. The
0: poster I could draw from memory. Yes. Of Goldie Hawn falling off a ship.
2: This was one of those free HBO weekend movies where I recorded and and I. As a result, it was probably on a tape with like I don't know Predator or something <laughs> else weird. And I, as a result, I've seen it a million times. Mm. Yeah. But uh, what is it about? Uh, so uh, Goldie Hawn plays a uh, a rich lady who falls off a ship, much like uh, last week with uh, Throw Mama from the Train. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she get when she uh, you know is found, she has amnesia. Her husband doesn't want her back, so he doesn't go to the hospital to. Uh, To get her back. To reclaim his
0: amnesiac Uh, wife.
2: So what happens is Kurt Russell, who was doing construction for her and got stiffed on the job, he thinks as revenge, let me go there. Say that I'm her husband. Uh, He gets like, you know, before Photoshop, he had photo work done to show them in a picture together. And he knew, like, some intimate details because he saw her, like, bending over to pick up shoes and, like, oh, she has a birthmark way, way up here and stuff like that. So in 1987, that's enough to get a woman out of the hospital (laughs) and into your care. And uh, he originally treats her terribly, makes her... His maid. Ah, you're such a bitch and my best John Wayne. She starts to get her memory back and she realizes that, uh, hey, Kurt Russell actually does care for me. Like, he turns around, turns a corner. Husband sucks. They fall in love. They fall in love. And and he has three crazy boys.
3: Horrible, horrible children. And yeah, they just.
2: I think his wife died. So he's like, yeah, he's like a shitty dad and he doesn't have the resources to be a dad.
3: Yeah, so let's kidnap a mom for him. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, if you think about it for 10 seconds, you realize, oh, he needs to go to prison forever. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it's horrible. Is this but f- it's Kurt Russell. But he is so charming yes. in Is this, this the
0: first collaboration as a couple from Goldie oh, Hawn and Kurt Russell? Were they Kurt in Russell?
3: Swing Shift together?
0: I know the first movie they appear in together, but they don't have any scenes and they weren't together. And oh. I like that I can rattle it off from almost memory. I had to look it up. The one and only genuine original family band, oh my the gosh. Disney 1968 movie Wow. starring Walter Brennan and Buddy Epson. They're both in there, but not together in oh, these sequences crazy. as pretty much children. Yep. Here's a little piece of the trailer. Goldie Hawn. I'm
3: Joanne Sting.
0: Baby hey, doll, what's for dinner? Kurt
1: Russell. What? No boom boom?
3: Sugar lips. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Overboard.
3: Thank you for making me a wife and a mother. Why did you
0: do that? Ah,
3: <laughs> Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall
0: joint. Uh, no, I haven't. I, I I don't think I've seen this at all. Wow. I mean, it just doesn't it didn't have the things at the time to interest wow. me. But everything I else, not that's astonishing.
3: That I mean, uh, her butler on the boat is Roddy McDowell, and according to this, he's <laughs> the the executive, executive producer, producer. But I remember Cornelius. Ed, Ed, Edward Herman is her Edward husband, Herman. who's one of the, he's a total, hey, it's that guy. He's always great. Mm. And uh, Catherine Hellman from Who's the Boss? The mom, the, the horny mom from Who's the Boss? Is her mom?
2: I, I, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you should watch this movie. It's fun.
0: I will, it is I will fun try and check it out.
3: in a really stupid, fun way. A stupid yeah. 80s
2: fun way. But And always- mini golf plays a huge part in the movie, so... Yeah. This yeah. is, and
3: they're so great together. I mean, come right. on. It's amazing. They're you know still together. God bless them. No, they're
2: both incredibly charming leads <laughs> yeah. that I yeah. kind of miss tremendously. Never actually got hitched, but they're just like, whatever, yep. we don't need it. It's yeah.
3: actually, it was funny as I pulled up and this we, clip. And you we know, made Katie
2: Hudson, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One,
3: one of the recommended things was them at the Oscars in a couple months. Um, and like the Oscars, the theme was... <clears throat> The theme was, like, couples, duos, and mm. they come out and they're like, yeah, you know, we're a couple, we're co-workers, we're a duo, and Kurt is like, yeah, the only thing we're not is married. <laughs> and Goldhouse like, is that a proposal? And he's like, well, you know, now that you... Oh, wait, they're telling us we gotta go. Okay. Hmm.
2: <laughs> oh, curse! And they do
3: make a whole bit out of it. It's super cute.
2: Um, so, actually... In, th- in true 30-20-10 fashion, this movie is being remade to nah. come out oh next God. year. Boo! Uh, but they're going to flip the role, so this time it's a guy falling off of a... like a rich guy falling off of a oh. ship. Okay. And he's found by Anna Faris, who is like, oh, yeah, that... Oh. I love is, Anna Faris. Uh, yeah, she's that, a, she is like the modern-day Goldie She Haunt. is
3: totally the modern-day Goldie Haunted. Yeah, I'll take that. That's... Yeah. That, I swear, okay, I've, been, I've
0: been tempted to see Snatch, just because how much, like, Goldie Hawn was fucking awesome. Man. And
2: yeah. it is coming out on one of uh, next year's most packed movie days, The Sex Number, 420. 420! <laughs> April 20th, 2018. This is going coming up, uh, up against Rampage. I, I'm going to have a tough time at the <laughs> multiplex that day.
0: Um, here's, the next one is a very, 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 very important film to me. I think okay. I could call this my first favorite film. I was born before Star Wars before Raiders before anything Disney and I was mostly watching cartoons that's
3: not true you were not born before those things I was (laughs) sorry I was born
0: afterwards so like those were always like either I didn't see them in the theater or they were genuine Mm. phenomenons and I had merchandise they
3: were were already swirling around yeah this is the
0: first thing I remember like going to theater and having my ass wowed. (laughs) and I thought about it every day I talked about it every day that is the 1987 movie starring Hume Cronin and Jessica Tandy (laughs) batteries not included
1: the residents of 817 East 8th Street are about to lose everything they have. What do you mean those tenants are still in there? Tonight. I'll have them out by tonight. Nothing in this world can save them.
0: Nothing but a miracle. I love this movie oh, yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. And because of its stupid titling, if you've ever seen it like alphabetized mm-hmm. <laughs> in a digital catalog, it starts with an asterisk. <laughs> And I love if you Google it, like, this was a common phrase, but yeah. the movie's still popular enough to have taken it over. Every, we assume you mean 1987. Batteries Included.
2: Every kid's toy advertised in the 80s is Batteries not Included.
0: It's a stupid name,
2: but yeah. a fantastic film. It is yeah.
3: such a cute movie.
2: Yeah, I've watched this, and I think the reason I didn't catch on, I, I didn't really like it as much as mm-hmm. I think I should have, it's the same reason I wish I liked Cocoon more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And hate to say well, this. Like old people? Old people. But Aww. it's got. It's a, like I would love those robots if they were interacting
0: with kids. It's got a bunch of '80s actors: Frank McRae, the loud, drill, the loud commissioner in the Lethal Weapon movies, playing silent. Wow, it's uh, yeah. a silent boxer. Hmm. It's it's so Spielbergian with no Spielberg. In fact, it did start out as yeah. a episode of Amazing Stories hmm. that Spielberg liked so much. That makes sense. Yeah, that he's like this needs to be an entire film. It was directed by Matthew Robbins. Uh, who wrote most of Spielberg's early films, including *Sugarland Express*, *Jaws*, and *Close Encounters of the Third Kind*, mm. and is uncredited on *THX 1138*? Mm. Wow! Uh, directed *Mark Hamill* and *Corvette Summer*. Mark Matthew Robbins, a fascinating career. Screenplay is credited to uh, numerous people, one of them being Brad Bird, no with way. a story by Mick Garris.
3: Whoa! Exactly. That's a weird overlap. Yeah, Mick, they- Mick Garris is. Uh, I mean. Psycho 4 and all those Stephen King attitudes. Mm-hmm. He did The Stand, he did The TV Shining. But
0: I worked on a ton of uh, horror movies as a relationship with John Carpenter that manifested yeah. in Masters of Horror. Mick Garris, really cool guy. But a great pedigree for a movie that... It, oh, I love the way the movie looks. It is... And I just got back from New York. That helped out too. It's this mm-hmm. little tenement building in New York that's in... And it's such a great location. It's not a set. It's everything around it has been destroyed. And the big bad banks at Wall Street want to destroy... This building, but inside is Hume Cronin, Jessica Tandy, another real life couple, yep. uh, just like Overboard, but, uh, but they're in their eighties. They run a diner in the building and don't want to. Be in the, the building is populated by only the people who didn't take the money and want to be evicted.
3: Elizabeth Pena, I want to say. Yes, yeah, yeah, I always, yeah. I, I love She's Elizabeth pregnant
0: Pena. and yeah. left there alone.
3: Speaking of Brad Bird hmm. from The Incredibles, Elizabeth yeah. Pena is in The Incredibles. Oh. oh,
2: but I did have a huge crush on her in the eighties, like between this and La Bamba. Yeah, oh, yeah. but this is He's... a bunch of
0: like. Wall Street-supported gang members come in and start tearing up the building, but it keeps miraculously fixing itself. And they don't know why, and it's revealed to be these little tiny spaceship. It's so... Sp- they
3: so tiny. so cynically Spielbergian. Little hockey pucks mm. from L- outer space. How did they, these weren't
2: made into toys, were they? I know,
0: and that does like, seem that's weird. Crazy. Because that last sequence where they try and destroy these mm. little... The little guys, as Jessica Tanny refers to them. They come in and they fix stuff they try and destroy them and they go back to their home planet and bring back their entire brood. I'm getting goosebumps thinking (laughs) about being in the theater when that happens as a little kid. It was like the first live action movie I felt really connected with me as it was released. Thank you to my parents. I had no idea what it was and what was going to happen. But it holds up really really yeah. really really it well really I does. love this movie mm-hmm. battery's not included this
3: is a solid movie for, for the kids if you want something that's not animated mm-hmm. for you know your 8 to 10 year olds I would say because there's a little bit of scary
0: there's totally a, a bunch yeah. of scary it, there's some
3: scary but it's so charming
0: uh, that, that the guy who plays the thug who's trying to tear apart the building and Jessica Tandy has a a touch of dementia yeah. and keep it, it's Bobby. He's like, I'm not your son lady. I'm here to, mm. I'm here to bash shit with sledgehammers <laughs> and you, if you get in the way and the building's on fire at the end and he's trying to get her out of the building mm. by having a total character change. Yeah. And I, I'm your son. Remember <laughs> me? And like all of a sudden Jessica Tandy comes out of dementia and's like, you're not
2: Bobby. It's, like, it's mm-hmm. horrifying. Ah. It is a scary sequence. Uh, I guess I like this is good, too. Like, it, will, it is a movie for all ages. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. A kid will love the totally. robots, and old people will love that they are old people in this movie. Yeah, the, I,
0: I mean, as, as a kid, the robots probably aren't there enough, but yeah. the sequences that are there are just just wonderful, wonderful mattered effects, stop yeah. motion, practical effects. They're so good. Um, this movie rules. I don't want to hear a fucking bad thing about it or your <laughs> yeah. band. In the comments, 302010.net. Love I'll to hear say, what you think.
2: Overboard's better. Maybe, maybe, but (laughs) they
0: are different enough movies they can coexist in this same period because they're not built geared toward the same audiences, Uh, which neither is, man, this film, a punching bag. That's how I remember it. Yep. This movie is not only the first feature in a long time, starring television's top star, Bill Cosby, but it is also one of the worst movies of the year. In fact, I think I could just take my little... Uh, mental editor and take out the words one of and just call it the worst movie of the year because it's really such a cynical exercise and don't take even my word for it Bill Cosby himself has gone on talk shows to denounce this film the movie stars Cosby is a former CIA agent who is now a millionaire San Francisco restaurant owner when he's called out of retirement to battle an evil villainous' plot to conquer the world by attacking her enemies with trained small creatures like frogs, squirrels and rainbow trout
3: <laughs> Cosby knows he's in trouble. Jesus yeah. Christ. Leonard Potts 6.
0: I, the same movie channel that reran Ironweed ran this all the time. Uh, so I just remember this being like a Mad Magazine punching bag. Didn't even know Bill Cosby was in it for the longest time because uh, he, his career stayed uh, similar. Yeah. I'm sure you can hate it even more now if you'd like. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> but uh, like he's made so few good movies. All his movies are real bad I will this not hear is... an
0: unkind word about Ghost Dad I'm
3: sorry. But. This is, I mean, legendarily bad. It and was
0: really hard to watch, even as a little kid. I
3: mean, I guess some of it was like it was rushed because obviously he's got a small window of time mm-hmm. to work because he's doing the mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is like the number one show on the air. Um, but, oh man, the, go, this whole Siskel and Ebert review is great. Ebert starts freaking out about the product placement, yeah.
2: about how it's real know, bad.
3: he's got to drink a Coke and he's got to you know, point it towards the camera because this was made by Columbia, which we, was owned by Coca-Cola at, at the time.
0: At the time, we talked about that because that could have happened more to Ghostbusters because that was like mm. their first, technically Coke's first big movie as the God. parent company to Columbia. Now you're reminded constantly it's a Sony picture. They play their logo at least 18 times for every Columbia movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like every review contains a slam on the Coke product placement. Yep. Yeah. It is all over the place, but just a notorious bomb. And, and I couldn't find any clips of it, but Bill Cosby awful. went out of his way to, like, bash the movie yep. during his publicity tour for it, which <laughs> is something I don't think most celebrities could do, but he, I'm on the number one show in the country. I don't... Yeah. Fuck this movie. Fuck You <laughs> yeah. know, it's, it's like... He, it, he It's a project he shepherded. He's yeah. not... He didn't... It's not a Pluto Nash thing. He mm. wanted this movie to happen. It's his fault. Well,
2: Pluto Nash has other things going on this week. Yes.
0: Uh, yeah. Pluto Nash does, uh, including... Wow! It is number one at the box office. Yeah, out this of week.
3: all of these movies, and we we still have more to talk about. But the number one movie is this one.
0: Uncensored,
1: uncut, unmistakably raw. Eddie Murphy.
0: Eddie, it's always funny Eddie. Catch him in the act. Eddie Murphy, yeah. raw now, baby.
3: Can I say something great about that trailer? Wow. I almost make. I almost want you to run it back because the second they say after he says uncensored that comes immediately after they censor a joke for this trailer
0: <laughs> you want to run it back
3: if you feel like it when i called richard pryor's house up and said, yo richard bill casley just
0: called me up and told me i was too dirty
3: i said do the people laugh when you say what you say i said
0: yes he said do you get paid i said yes he said well tell bill i said have a coke and a smile and shut up Shuck up yeah
1: shut
2: the fuck up Dude, that's um, when i make a bad edit on a podcast <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> Uh that uh, it's a, it's good to mention because I think this is still the number 1 stand-up movie of all time. Yeah.
3: I think so. Unadju-
0: adjusted for inflation, I'm pretty sure it's Richard Pryor. Uh yeah. Live on the Sunset Strip. What Trip. about
3: Kevin Hart though? It was Kevin Hart's movie a couple of years mm-hmm. ago.
0: Kevin Hart's great. movie unadjusted for inflation did not meet the 50 million dollars that Eddie Murphy's Raw wow. did in 1987. Uh and it's a follow-up to Delirious, Delirious yeah. Widely available yeah. and shown other places, not so much with Raw. Yeah. Hmm. Raw has a stigma to it. We know what it is, right?
3: Well, there's an F word that's there's not a, that F there's, there's an
0: F word chunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In terms of the word fuck, which we'll ha- we're happy to say on this program, uh, Eddie Murphy set an all-time fuck record, beating oh, wow. Scarface huh. with 223 times, uh, <gasps> oh, 223 man. utterances of the word fuck uh, oh. in Eddie Murphy's raw. Oh my god! Uh, it would be surpassed in 1990 by Goodfellas, and then I think yeah. eventually by the Big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I think that might have a record, but uh, yeah. I will
2: say his uh, his skin tight outfit is better in del- in Delirious. The classic totally. red jacket. This is pretty yeah. good too. The, the purple leather suit. Is is
0: but it, it just brilliant. speaks. I don't know. Kevin Hart is uh, close to having a meteoric stand-up like this. Who can have his own movie? But Eddie Murphy was on fire, and he was a rock star, and he dressed like it. And yes, this movie has a a bunch of regrettable homophobic jokes uh, in it. And Eddie Murphy was so powerful, I think he kept it from public viewing for a good twenty years. While he was trying to make it, he was making his bones as a family movie star. And. Uh. He's got a, he's got a ten minute chunks about how much he hates uh, f words <laughs> wow. in this in this special. I uh, always
3: forget if it's this one or Delirious has got the thing about Mr T. Oh, Mr T, hey boy, look
0: at my cute in them jeans. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Mr T, were gay. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> if Mr hey, T, hey, look at in those jeans. How about you come over here and fuck me in the ass? <laughs> I, yeah,
0: <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever see a stand up this huge no, in our lifetime. Not no, even really your so. Dane Cooks or your Kevin mm-hmm. Hartz. This was big. This is this is a second movie. No one's making stand-up movies at this point, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Maybe it number work. one,
2: it didn't win Oscars or get nominated like the other ones. It did not. Yeah. So we're yeah. here
0: in the Oscar baity stuff. Who? What, what do I play first, Diana? What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about that one first. Yeah, this one. This is so odd. Seen it recently because yeah. it's my dad's favorite movie for some <laughs> well, reason. Well, never... it's
3: about Italian familia.
0: It's about where he's I from.
3: Familia. You know, you've got oh. the bad eyes like a gypsy, and I don't know why I didn't see it yesterday. Bad luck. That's it. Is that all I'm ever gonna have? Oh, I should have taken a rock and killed myself years ago. I'm gonna marry him. Do you hear me? Last night never happened, and I'm gonna marry him. And you and I are gonna take this to our coffins.
1: I can't do that. Why not? I'm in love with you.
3: Snap <laughs> out of it! <laughs>
0: I can't. <laughs> All right, well then I was to you. I'm a sexy Italian.
3: Oh, so moonstruck.
0: Moonstruck. My so, dad loves this movie.
3: I love this movie too. Mm-hmm. But I, I can never quite decide if Nicolas Cage is giving a great performance or a horrible performance. It is,
0: it is that community sketch summed up in a nutshell. Is he bad
3: or good? Yeah, I think I've finally decided. No, he's he's pretty bad. He's
0: doing his best to be the dumbest Italian on earth, hmm. which yeah. he's surprisingly good at. I love, hey, Chris and Tista, I can say this about one of my people.
1: Yep.
3: Uh,
0: but this is a very Italian-centric movie. I think it's filmed in the neighborhood my dad's from.
3: Yep. So and yet written by an Irishman and directed by Norman Jewison. <laughs> Not Italian. <But> it's,
0: it's, <laughs> it was, I didn't watch it for years mm-hmm. as a result of being like, there's like three VHSs in my house. The Man Who Would Be King and Moonstruck. So hmm. it's just like, before I started buying my own movies, I found them synonymous with the boring things my parents watched. Uh, so shun them. Like I see, I get, I see the poster. and I'm like, ah, I don't want to see the share in front of that moon because I associate it with boring adult entertainment. But <laughs> I, you know, I finally watched it a couple times. It's a perfectly charming movie.
3: It's yeah, it's very charming. I mean, Cher wins an Oscar. I feel like she deserves it because it's so Cher, weird. She Cher won the started. Oscar. Cher started out as a terrible actor, mm. and then somewhere around *Silkwood*, all of a sudden it's like, I don't know what classes you took, girl, but she kills in this movie everybody does Vincent Gardenia kills Danny Aiello's hilarious mm. Olympic Dukakis is hilarious just everyone is just it's really charming and fun and I hate romantic comedies yeah. and this kind of is one do we,
2: do we get any Nick Cage overacting in this I've never oh seen my god ever. yes oh yeah okay oh I'm worried because he was yes. so understated but in that. it's, we'll uh, here
3: let me do a scene I've lost my hand <laughs> I've lost my pride. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he goes so over the top, but not quite the same way he does now. Okay.
0: But is it, it? I found it, like, it's a little harder to love these characters. Isn't she cheating on...
3: Yeah, she's cheating on her fiancé with her, his brother. With his brother. <laughs>
0: and then at some point in the movie, I'm like, wait, am I rooting for
3: this? Yeah. This
0: is the love story I'm rooting for?
3: Yeah, well, her mom gives her the advice that, you know, you should marry someone you don't love because if you love someone, they drive you crazy. So she's going <laughs> with that advice and marrying Danny Aiello, who's a nice guy, but she doesn't love him oh, love anyway man, love... and then uh, you know it's her job to go find his brother that he has bad blood with Nicolas Cage and then she ends up falling for him and uh, yeah it's it's just it's so charming it's a good yeah. it's a good date movie too it's,
0: it's nominated for a shitload of Oscars that, yeah they get one one Olympia Dukakis won supporting yeah. and it won best uh, best writing uh, yeah. written for directly for the screen pretty nuts it just seems like such a low-key movie and I don't I, I don't yeah. know
3: no, it's just, you know, it's one of those movies that kind of makes me go, is this so hard, Hollywood, to have, <laughs> you know, just some likable characters? We got John Mahoney again, who comes up, oh. like, every time, like, yeah. every episode on this show. <laughs> um, you know, interesting, likable characters having interesting, likable dialogue, and then there's a problem, and then it's resolved. Is that so fucking hard?
0: It, it does, I just... I I like a back to back screening of like the big sick and Lady Bird and like mm. whatever happened in these movies <laughs> yeah. of this size? This is totally enjoyable. These movies were great and uh they're not gonna make Avengers money. Uh I don't I wonder how this next movie fared, because how do you feel about broadcast news, dying?
3: Well, I feel bad that I just talk so much about mm. Moonstruck because you're not gonna be able to get me to shut up about broadcast
0: news. <laughs> uh well that's okay because I love it. I've never seen you like this with anybody, so don't get me wrong when I tell you that Tom, while being a very nice guy,
3: is the devil. (laughs) This isn't friendship. You're crazy, you know that? What do you think the
1: devil's gonna look like if he's around? God. Come on, no one's gonna be taken in by a guy with a long red pointy tail. Come on, what's he gonna sound like? (sighs) No. I'm semi-serious here. (laughs) He will be attractive he'll be nice and helpful he'll get a job where he influences a great god-fearing nation he'll never do an evil thing he'll never deliberately hurt a living thing he'll just bit by little bit lower our standards where they're important just a tiny little bit just coax along flash over substance
3: just a tiny little bit so there's the thesis of the movie, <sighs> in a way. Um, describe that to so yeah. many things. Yeah. So broadcast news starring Holly Hunter, William Hurt.
2: Excuse me broadcast fake news.
3: Yep. And, and Albert Brooks. And Albert Brooks, as you heard there, being Fantastic very Albert movie. Brooksy, yeah. So freaking good. I rewatched it because I remember liking it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and watching it again, it's a movie I got different things out of as a grown-up. Sure than I did younger. Or
0: what about someone who works in the journalism profession? And as someone
3: who is a journalist, yeah. uh, yes. Um, there's an alternate reality where I am Holly Hunter's character. <laughs> she feels so so relatable and real to me. Mm-hmm. If and, I didn't, and Michael's
0: Albert Brooks. If this I didn't realize
3: that being competitive was bad for me and that I don't enjoy it, <laughs> I would be her. Yeah.
0: 100%. But I will, I'll go out on a limb and say this is the second best thing James L. Brooks has ever done after then, The Simpsons. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'll his best that. movie. And I think so, too. I, I saw him in do a live... The Terms
3: of Endearment is great, but I think this... this edges it I me.
0: think this, this holds up a lot. This, for some reason, seems way more relevant. <laughs> way more relevant. And it always had. I saw it, like, six years ago. It seemed just as relevant as it was in 1987.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen this movie in, like, 15 years. I watched it for a journalism class. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I mean, it does tackle, you know, journalism pretty well. There's some, mm-hmm. like, yeah. ethical quandaries and just, like, oh, yeah... Do you report the news, or are you an entertainment personality or you feel who reads the news? Or, or yeah, <laughs> yeah, who reports the news? Well, but, yeah. uh,
3: so I mean, it's about uh, yeah, like a, a broadcast news yeah. program, like a nightly news, CBS, ABC yeah. kind of program. Holly Hunter's is a producer. Uh, Albert Brooks is a reporter who, but he wants to be an anchor, yeah. um, even though that is not where his strength is. Yeah, and the then you've, you've got Brooks. William Hurt. <laughs> who is a great anchor cuz he's pretty and he's stupid but he wants to be more also and they don't really really know how to play they try to play yeah. against that but like the big question of yes is it news is it entertainment um there's a, there's ethics in journalism yeah. totally about you know where, that's what
0: loses the like, relationship for William Hurt
3: yeah, yeah it's like can can you re if if something happens but you didn't film it is it okay to reenact it and how far can you go with that and yeah, and it's just so well done, and just the adult, adult relationships yeah. and, and the, the neuroses and all that. I used to think Albert Brooks was like the mm-hmm. the coolest guy ever, and I wanted to marry him in this movie. And then rewatching it, I realized oh, he's actually a horrible friend. Yeah.
2: He's, he's a lot like a Ross from Friends. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like... I'm so pathetic. I mean... Come on, take you know, some
0: pussy pity yeah, on me. Spoiler, <laughs> you
2: know, skip ahead two minutes if you don't want to know the ending. But she ends up with neither of them because... Yeah. yeah. yeah like, William Hurt, he's, like, shitty at his job, mm-hmm. and, he, and he's a bad journalist... And she doesn't want to be with that, but also Albert Brooks sucks too. He's like yeah, the, well he
3: uses her. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he's wants using, to be the dick in the glass jar. Holly Hunter is yeah. the
0: producer of this big yeah. news program. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. I mean he's using her like they're best friends, yeah. but he's also sort of using her emotionally. Mm-hmm. But he's in love with her, so yeah. I mean you get sort of the friend zone thing. But she doesn't she doesn't realize that she's being used. Uh. So, I mean, you, you just don't see much complexity in characters like this yep. anymore, man.
0: Or or an ending where it's like nobody's happy. And yeah. then it gives you that moment. But then later on, <laughs> yeah. the story keeps going and these people yeah. have... Yeah,
3: it's not the end of their lives. It's not
0: the end of their lives. Their lives and I, I don't know, going. I really love the, I love everything about this film. It yep. is so good. And it's funny. And it's funny. Yeah. It's a really... And it just one of the best albert brooks performances yes and i oh, there's some older comedy nerds who going want to kick me in the nuts i'd prefer to watch this over most of <laughs> albert brooks's actual films really? he just what? he clearly gets a lot of space to improv and it hmm. you know it says in the trivia like his downfall sequence when he finally gets his on air shot and can't stop sweating that was his idea oh, man. it's so it's hmm. it, it all feels very albert brooksian if you haven't listened to talking simpsons whenever albert brooks is on and just allowed to riff yes it it somehow gels perfectly with the Simpsons and makes the Simpsons better in a way that it, no other char- no other human being would have allowed that to happen. Yeah. But it's a very very good Albert Brooks performance. Yeah. With a his characters are hard to relate to. He's such a fucking I, I, like <laughs> yeah even like. I like him better than Woody Allen's character in every single film, but I love mm. Albert Bonner Romance and Lost in America. I really do. Yes. I really do, well, but so I like this character even more.
2: And in 20 years, he'll be in the Simpsons movie. Yes, yes, he
0: it will. Soft, tough, soft, soft, tough.
3: Yeah, but just, I mean, yeah. And is... I'll say that,
0: not related. James L <laughs> yeah. Brooks and Albert Brooks, not related.
3: Yeah. Uh, it, it is weird to say, like, yeah, this was very relevant at the time 30 years ago, and it's still relevant now, the question of, you know, should we make the news entertaining so more people will watch it? Should we sexy it up? Should we do whatever? And and it's sort of oddly weird in a dated way that, like, he, uh, William Hurt, like, does this big story basically about date rape and just to, you know, all the women in the office really care and it's treated like, oh, my God, this is so fucking soft. This is soft news. And even Albert Brooks is like, oh, no, you <clears throat> big fucking deal. You broke a story about sex. Mm. Meh. You realize this is a legitimate story but because it moves people emotionally, it's treated differently. And all of this stuff is still relevant. These are all discussions that still happen in yep. newsrooms.
0: I'd, I'd oh say God. almost any journalistic ethics question not related to video games, that's not journalism, is even more on fire in modern newsrooms than yep. ever before especially this
3: a, yeah this is my lock of the week this, I, yeah. I said before we even started it's like if I didn't have something great in Classic Corner I mm-hmm. just would talk about this again
0: yeah it's a fantastic film uh, I cannot believe how many so- Uh, worthwhile movies that are to recommend in this segment of the show alone.
2: Just to fast forward ahead to Oscar Mm -hmm. time for these. Mm -hmm. Uh, Moonstruck nominated for six Academy Awards wins three. Mm -hmm. Cher wins Best Actress. Olympia Dukakis wins Best Sporting Actress Mm -hmm. and it also gets Best Original Screenplay. Uh, Broadcast News has seven Oscar Mm Doms, wins zero. Such
0: a bummer because now we know which one holds up (laughs) a little better. But I would love I love the idea of recommending this Watch it in a double feature of batteries yeah. not included in broadcast news. Guaranteed to satisfy no one, <laughs> yeah. but two great films that I would love recommending. Yeah, All
2: three of the leads in this movie have Oscar mm-hmm. noms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for they all they all earn them.
0: It's also interesting to look at William Hurd as a hunky leading man. It's just been so long since I, you know, he's yeah, uh, he's what General What's His Nuts in all the Marvel movies. But yeah, just yeah. a very attractive man in
3: 1987. Yeah, and he does playing dumb without being like a goober <laughs> yeah it's not that hmm. easy yeah he you has still to like be, him like he's smart enough to know that he's not very smart
1: mm-hmm.
3: and he wants to do better but he also knows that well i can just coast on being a handsome man yeah but i don't want to i want to work but i mean look at this phase <laughs> I, th- I
0: think it's a character i haven't really ever seen before yeah a guy you're supposed to hate but wants to do better exactly because he's got it all easy we got to move out of the movies. It's been over 30 minutes in the goddamn movies, but come on.
3: Come yes. on, oh, those are so good.
0: But uh, we can rattle this off real quick. A bunch of terrible 80s cartoons. Yes. Uh, see their finale this week, 19, uh, 1987, December 15th to the 21st. I've
2: only, I've only heard of half of these. Yeah, me too. Mm. Uh, the ones I have heard of, let's do those first. There's My Pet Monster, which, of course, like... Way more popular as a toy yes. than a cartoon. I bought one. It's in this very yeah. studio right now. Want to play the clip for that? I, guess uh, I can that sing it for
0: you. It my you. pet monster, my very yeah. bestest friend. My pet monster, monster of a friend. Okay. He's big and blue and scary, but everything monster too. My pet <laughs> monster, my monster, I love you. Good. Right, good we don't need that clip. All right. then. Uh, that was, this well, one we've never played on the yes, show before. Pound
2: Puppies, the lone show that actually had two seasons. It's the Pound puppy.
0: I think pound. this I find really notable. Here's cooler, because cooler, uh, one, it, I think they've resurrected numerous times, including recently with the Hub Network. But in terms of, you want to talk gendered toys, yeah. mm. this was the first thing I think my sister and I wanted the same thing. Yeah. Like Because yeah. they were pound puppies and the horribly named Wait. Pound Purries.
2: Wouldn't you... Like take the puppies out of a giant dog or something? They were like Cabbage
0: Patch Kids. Yeah. So they came with names and dog tags. So oh, okay. they were supposed to be individualized. So yeah. no two kids had the same wow. puppy. I thought,
2: I thought there was like... Was there some toy where you'd get a dog that was pregnant and then you, you would not know how many dogs you would get out I, of it?
0: I know what you're talking about. It might have yeah. been a Pound Puppy line, but it would have yeah. been later on. Yeah.
2: But it was based on a
0: very popular toy line. And my sister and I both had Pound Puppies. And they yeah, were like little... I think I guess they predate Beanie Babies. They, so, they look like... It looked like they were from the planet Jupiter and gravity had sucked them to the floor because they were like beanbag <laughs> dogs and cats yeah. that looked like they fell off a building. They yeah. were very flat. They were very flat. Right. They have
2: not like yet learned to walk. But just just it's
0: one of those things that like oh yeah that did happen in the 80s yeah. didn't it. Yeah. Found puppies, but I've never heard of Beverly Hills so, teens.
2: yeah, these two other shows they both lasted one season of 65 episodes. Which means Jeez. they aired Jeez. every day from September to December and then to the delight it. of no one. Yeah, so first is Beverly, Beverly Hills,
0: Hills teens. teens. I don't know. I love this, though. Great 80s look. Great 80s song. Beautiful Japanese animation. But I think a gross I, overestimation yeah. of the kind of person we all wanted to be yeah. uh, in the 80s. Hmm. Not every, not everywhere was like that. Our,
2: our it was like Wall 80s, Street the cartoon. It was. My
0: 80s childhood was far more Stranger Things than, yeah. than Beverly Hills. Though
2: I wonder if Weezer got their idea for Beverly Hills from that song.
3: Did they spin this off into 90210?
2: Eventually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just
3: the idea of Beverly Hills as being like yeah. a brand name.
0: Speaking of spinning, uh, Spiral Zone. i going to guess one. this
2: is football. I have no idea what this
0: I is. I have no idea what this
1: so is. <laughs> Or pay the consequences. Earth's most powerful soldiers, <laughs> first the last tips to fight the spirals of our
0: best for me. This was so At least He-Man had some amount of shame to not fully animate things that were based on action (laughs) figures, but these guys are just
2: rolling around on things. Fake American heroes. You can tell they wanted these to be big toy hits. Dude, that that wants to be GI Joe so so bad. So
0: bad. Oh, that's awful.
2: Oh my goodness. Yes, but we also have a bunch of Christmas airing stuff. when it
0: should, CBS, yes. not in fucking November. R- Rudolph yeah. the Red-Nosed Reindeer but airs it, on CBS. Uh,
2: but it was followed up uh, later on that night right afterwards was Circus of the Stars. And Matt says this clip is visual, but it is a circus so that we should check it out. Let's see if we can pick out any celebs. Very
1: funny star of the hit series Perfect Strangers. Oh my god. Bronson Bincho.
0: He's Bronson Bincho on the trapeze. <laughs> oh my I feel like I'm writing
2: Johnson an old REM not song. A
3: perfect stranger to a feet across. Oh, he's in a spangly outfit. Hmm. Oh! Someone grabbed his legs and he did it. Bronson oh, made it! Oh
2: my god, Balky! Oh. <laughs> you thought I was going to fall? Don't be ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, well, other Christmas stuff. On uh, December 21st, a Garfield Christmas aired. For the first time? I don't think that so. I think a lot of time. these are just, this is when they aired that Christmas. It's really, that yeah.
0: Christmas special, by the way, is yeah. the proof you have that Garfield wasn't lame and stupid and yeah. Jim Davis cared. It's really yeah. good.
2: This is where you get to meet all of John's family, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: which is uh, by extension Boy Boy. where we get U.S.
2: Acres. I forget <clears throat> any of them. Doc Boy. Doc Boy. Uh, uh, he has a clip if you want to play it. If you scroll down.
1: Whoever invented Christmas trees should be drug out into the street and shot.
0: Whoa. You think that's bad. That is a variation. Uh, Whoever invented Christmas should be buried with a snake of holly right through his heart, which is (laughs) straight out of A Christmas Carol. Mr. Magoo says it. I think uh, Michael Caine says it in The uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. And if we can say, speaking of Muppets, I really want to talk about this one. Again, I used to review Christmas specials over to Cartoon Christmas. Site's still there. Don't update it much anymore. But this is a really, I'll say special because I don't like it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's technically bad But it's great And I like watching it A Muppet Family Christmas
1: What do I hear? You hear me about to make some turkey hash I, No, I, no, I, no, listen I, 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 Me thinks me hears carolers
3: Bird and Ernie And Cookie Monster Here And the king.
0: And Sherlock and Hemlock Wow so Here we come drink so fair To be seen Love and joy come to you And to you plant tidings
1: too And God bless
0: All right. Uh, look, oh, wow. the holy triumvirate of Henson Christmas specials goes like this. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, mm. Bells of Fraggle Rock, and a Christmas toy being yeah. the best one. This one should have been better. Uh, it's a Muppet Family Christmas. Kermit and the gang all go to Fozzie's uh, mother's house and meet up with the Sesame Street gang and the Fraggle Rock team. Oh, and a lot of people love this. It is uh, It is not where uh, old friends come from. That's from a Christmas toy. That's the original song. What people think is the original song. But it is one of the only significant times that all of these Muppet characters met up in one location and they're now all owned by three different companies. Oh. And I want to say, like I said then, it's a shame we'll never see that again. But if I don't say it anywhere else, I'm happy to announce Eminem Otter has had the Kermit scene, scenes restored <laughs> after the Disney acquisition, which we all thought, Disney's going to be dicks, not let Kermit's in. They found an agreement and Kermit's introductions are back. Hopefully they get reinserted in Christmas Toy 2. I think we could see this again, but it's so, so, so old-timey. Mm-hmm. It is 10% dialogue, 90% singing standards earnestly at the television screen. The last 10 minutes, there's almost no spoken dialogue. It's just mm. Muppets singing at you. But it is Big Bird next to Miss Piggy next to Gobo from Fraggle Rock. Wow. So it's 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 the most significant time that those characters spent together ever. Isn't A Muppet That's Family nice Christmas. To- it ends yes. with sprocket from fraggle rock next i'm getting mm-hmm. misty oh. next to jim henson uh jim henson's the first human to appear and he's like oh they're having fun <laughs> i like it when they have fun oh. and he would die three
3: years later oh,
0: and oh. see his creations split apart and just
3: watching this clip though of all the sesame street characters are like weaving down this beautiful. hill there i mean it's really pretty and i'm Possibly. also thinking about like how many puppeteers are yep. under there yep. working because there's like 30 muppets it would
0: take the Muppets Take Manhattan. I think like mm-hmm. I remember reading like Tim Burton's mm-hmm. under there. John Landis is under there using a puppet mm-hmm. because they couldn't afford that many puppeteers to puppet all these things at once. Mm-hmm. So there's Jeez. not many sequences where you see all of them together because there aren't enough arms <laughs> in the budget, but it is the most Muppets to appear together. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's really neat. So I could go on and on about this special and have on a cartoonchristmas.com disappointing a lot of my readers with how much I did not like it. Just because it's every other Henson Christmas thing is like this awesome, unique story you've never heard before. And there is no story here. People go to a house, they sing, people keep coming over and singing. That's all (laughs) there is to it. But uh, I will say, if you own this on DVD, it was last available on a German DVD. Hmm. You have a very rare item on your hand. I I don't think we're in a world where we won't see this release somewhere, some way. Again, it doesn't get aired on television a lot. But you own a pretty rare collector's item. Hmm. If this is sold again, I think there's a 30% chance of that. If not, you have, you, it's, it's worth at least 150 bucks. If you have it in your house, wow. send me a copy. If you have extras, Yeah,
2: uh, a couple other things of note this week, one more Christmas thing. The Three Kings, uh, not the We George Three Kings
0: Williams. be stealing the gold. Uh, yeah.
2: I'm sure that there were many mix-ups at video stores, but this was a TV movie where three mental patients think that they Whoa. are the three wise men looking for Jesus in 1980s L.A. <laughs> wow. And And uh, let's see. Who, I have no, I have no idea who the Three Kings are. I, I'm guessing Lou Diamond Phillips is, is one of them. Charles Nelson
0: Reilly and Jack Warden? Wow. Yeah, that can't be right. That, let's see. But let's play the clip
1: you're putting me on we've come to find king Herod. Will you direct us harold
2: the king Harold, the king i pronounce it harold you 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 boys are in the wrong town he's over in van nuys in jerusalem well he might have a branch there but his main operation is in van nuys I i ought to know i drive by there every day on my way to work it's right on ventura boulevard you and your uh caravan can't miss it Look, oh if, my god! If you're over
0: 40, we did not need to tell you that was Charles Nelson <laughs> Reilly. Yeah, at but all. one of,
2: one of the wise men is the the guy from Problem Child. The yeah Jack, Jack Warden,
0: or Twelve or Turk Twelve grandpa. Angry Men. Yeah,
3: yep. And apparently or Jane American young Tory Spelling. Yeah, what is this yeah. Spelling got to be a little thing? Then. This
0: seems this seems well yeah. worth rediscovering. Yeah. I Sounds love 80s weird. time capsules, and uh, I guess
2: right there, predating uh, SNL's The Californians, telling us <laughs> roots. <Yeah. laughs> Um, That's what what the Californians needed, more Charles Nelson Riley. Oh, that would have been
3: so much better.
2: And last but not least, the Seen Elsewhere episode, a couple of white dummies sitting around talking, which was what we wanted to call laser time first. (laughs) Uh, In that episode, a ventriloquist (laughs) claims to have invented an artificial heart and takes uh, uh, Ed Begley Jr. hostage, Ed Begley was one of the doctors on the show. I guess, is the ventriloquist taking the uh, hostage, or is the, the dummy taking the hostage? The ventriloquist
3: takes him hostage, okay. and then they start discussing his uh, building an artificial heart, which is actually based uh. on a true story. This based on Paul Winchell, who is a famous ventriloquist, who did design uh, mm. an artificial heart. Wow. But Chris, hmm. would you like to tell us who is playing the ventriloquist? You'll see him in this clip. I
1: don't have a gun. What are you, nuts? No, no, desperate. Yeah, tell that to the police. No,
2: please, please, please. You're here. Listen to me, and then then you can go if you
0: want to. Oh fuck! Oh, it's what artificial... Alan Young. It's Alan it, Young. It no, it's the uh, voice of Scrooge McDuck. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, and, bless and me, back. Wilbur, pipes. yes, he got. He was more famous for playing Scotsman. Yeah, yeah um, there's
3: just a, there was something about the point where he says, "Now listen to me." All of a sudden, I'm like there I'm it is, there it, there is, it is, Wilbur, right it. there,
0: the desperation and manner. Really notable
2: game. Uh, at this notable point. games. Uh, mm. There's three no, game franchises have wow. turned 30 this week. Uh, so I'll start with uh, the least notable of the three, uh, at least in America. Mm-hmm. Fantasy Star uh, had a couple good games on the Genesis. Sure. This it's one still debuted on, in Japan. Yeah, it debuted on the Master System. Kind of became one of the first uh, online RPGs of note, at least for consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, like and on still Dreamcast. in Japan on PSP, they're very yeah, popular yeah. games, uh, but not as as much over here nowadays. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's on like PS4 or Xbox One. I, I, I think know
0: I there are it. Vita and portable versions yeah. that are still doing all right in Japan.
2: Uh, also out this week, Gosh, boy. Which yes. one is which? Uh, Final, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy one. one came out on the wow. Famicom this week.
0: And if Brett were here, he'd tell you, well. In Japan. It yeah. took a while to make it over here. 30 but,
3: years, 15 damn. games. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: there's How, way more than 15 games. But they're 15, so past yeah.
3: that Final Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> a, they're lying to us just like never-ending Story uh, We told
0: you, but with that, the Final Fantasy, um, every game takes place with different characters in a different world yeah. about to end. Final. So it's
3: fantasy. the Final yeah.
0: Fantasy of that particular world.
3: Final. Yeah. Fan, finalist Fantasy. Finalist Fantasy. And if you do the
2: math, that's one every other year, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. It seems like, I think they had like, like four uh, or five maybe. in the first five years, and then did the one every two or First twenty years they years. made ten,
0: and the next the next the next fifteen years they made five. Yeah, because <laughs> it just shows you how hard development yeah. got after a while.
2: Um, because they used to make them; they were making them every year uh, yeah. for a while. Mega December Man 17th. debuted on the Famicom this month. This mm-hmm. is the release date for the uh, the Famicom version mm-hmm. in Japan. it it, I, it, it came out this month on the NES in America as well, but they don't have a specific date, so I have to assume it's after mm-hmm. the seventeenth. Uh, I put the Japanese commercial in here It's fun You won't understand anything that's going on But it's, it's nice It's
0: something I'll, Before I even see it Because yeah. I love these old commercials yeah. The Mega Man commercials in America are garbage Yeah and The Japanese ones are The cool. Japanese ones are all like Original animation yeah. and gorgeous
2: Yeah they're, I think they're trying to sell a cartoon to people Super Robot. Listen to that music
0: and And if you listen Uh, what is that a Leckman's music that I haven't really seen that before that's music from the game redone better for the commercial
2: and uh, if you yeah the the rock Rockman, what it's called in Japan, mm-hmm. is actually pretty true to what this like the series would end up being that that small little squat character, mm-hmm. you like the animation in that commercial, a lot like you would see Mega Man nowadays. Whereas you compare it to. The box art that uh, apparently would keep it uh, from coming to America for a couple days, at least. That awful box art. Yeah, bad box art Mega Man. It's famous. He's holding a gun, I believe. And even
0: even the second one, he's holding a gun. He's very clearly a guy and not a little robot. And the second one was just as bad, just a little better. And the third one is when they finally realized, oh, this is what Mega Man looks like. Let's make him representative on the art. Except I, hate, I think it's like the first big U.S. commercial, yeah. and it's just secret servicemen looking <laughs> for a Mega Man game. Whereas wow. in Japan, you get these just gorgeous animated sequences
3: with
2: orchestrated music for I mean, the game. But, yeah, this series had it down from the start. I mm-hmm. think the one thing that they changed is more robots. Yep. I think this one was what four? or six? No, no. It's like it's six. And yeah. then everything else would have eight. Everything afterwards. else
0: would have eight and have a, a, a more a bigger wily portion. Yeah. Uh, but just fantastic games, and it all started there. Yeah. And that's um, it for games but
2: boy, that is it for
3: games and
0: yeah. you're telling me in 1987 december 15th to the 21st we have no major music releases we're
3: we're gonna have this actually for a couple weeks no where, shit look people are doing the christmas yeah. shopping if mm-hmm. you if you want to get an album out you got it out at like at yeah. least yep. last week mm-hmm. so yeah i found no new releases <laughs> i think through the end of the year
0: yeah i can see that i mean because the, these are games coming out in japan and Japan got on the Christmas bandwagon a little late. They didn't have that. It was just another day yeah, uh, yeah. for most of Japan. So they're still bringing stuff out. Not America. George, George Michael's Faith is still number one. We have no other major music releases to talk about. So yep. I'm guessing Diana wants us to go out. So right. I
3: want us to go out at the uh, mm-hmm. which in a, there's a scene in broadcast news where Albert Brooks is enjoying how smart he is by <laughs> singing along with this really fast-paced french cowboy song
0: okay well <laughs> and that's it's
3: it's a real fun song but oh my god like i even like looked up the lyrics to see like can i can i get along with it no this is a fast-paced french song
0: oh that's great but hey stay tuned we will we will see you again at the end of this break in 1997 december 15th to the 21st <laughs>
3: Après je prends mon pote sur la radio locale au milieu d'un discours C'est le temps qu'il espère au-dessus de son bocal s'il arrive à faire jour. Parce qu'il paraît qu'il y a le feu à la moitié de la terre Et qu'on attend du mieux juste pour les sagittaires Après un dernier verre, le souffle des étoiles et puis après plus rien
0: You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show, exclusively on Patreon.com/LaserTime. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. But, uh, yeah, got my, got my, got our tree.
2: Do You have like was... a real tree, or I it, think... you've been here for like two hours. You yeah, haven't seen it's I know, like the I... biggest thing in the house. But is it a real tree, we... or did you get a just get one? We that...
0: always get a real tree, Dave. Yeah. As of last year, yeah. um, as like of last year, fucking big ones, keep forever. It's no funnier. way, they they don't like the smell. You gotta have that smell, baby. Like, thing, what about? Do you have the generic, like the balls and the oh, yeah. that kind of stuff there? I, you not, were I not. I didn't look at they're it. Did not very bitch hard. about this? Like, all I wanted, what do I want? Generic reflective oh, glass remember. balls and hmm. they don't fucking exist. <laughs> they don't exist. I don't want opaque. I don't want glitter. I don't want stripes. I just want reflective, yeah. boring glass balls. Ace Hardware is the only place I found them. They get plain you glass balls. kids.
2: Did you ever want to just bite into one of those? Yes, of yeah, course totally. I did. I think I've asked that every year. Know, or or get my sister's head
0: it. stuck in it like she's Dale. Yeah.
2: Yeah and then, and then, about then it punch like, her through it. Those look delicious. I want to put I it on your... just pure
0: glass. I want to put it on your head and then crack it with my fist. <laughs> Get bonus time, laser time's weekly, full-length uncensored and ad-free Patreon exclusive podcast, as well as full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, the first season of Talking Simpson and more at patreon.com/lasertime starting at just 5 bucks. You'll help us live and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. God damn! I love this song. That is "Smack My Bitch Up" by
2: Prodigy. Yeah, or uh, if you're listening to it edited, "Snap My Picture." Snap. Oh, is that snap, what they edited? No, was? but we just <laughs> always say "Snap My Picture." Um, yeah,
0: which it had the video and was semi-banned by MTV.
3: Yeah, I think they banned it, and then they're like, "We'll put it on after like 11 p.m." And that's what the video the is fantastic. amazing.
0: You like hardcore Henry, do you? There's a Prodigy <laughs> video just for you. And I think what sucks. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's very well shot for, from a first-person perspective, uh, and there's no like HD version of it anywhere. And yeah. it's clearly shot with. It could have. It could be yeah. remastered, but it was just a commercial meant to sell an album in 1997. So, yeah, What are you gonna just, hope for? It's
3: just. It's a great video, but I mean, yeah. Even even there's like a, a edited version. Mm-hmm. It, there's still I mean a lot of sex and violence going mm-hmm. on. Sex and violence and drugs and.
0: It's it's weird. And, you know, Europe it's didn't about, have the same hang-ups that America did when it came yeah. to music videos. Can you just. I forgot that that was... Music videos were controversial for a hot minute there for a second. In between yep. video games and comic books, we were all angry at music videos.
3: Yeah, but it's, you know, a uh, first-person shot yeah. of just a crazy night out. And then, oh I God. mean, it's. I think it's well-known enough that I... Actually got stuck. Uh, clickbait tricked me the other day, it was like you know people putting a camera on their cat and seeing what they do during mm-hmm. the day, yeah. and it just turns into smack my bitch up, starting a cat. <laughs> it's like the cat robs the liquor oh, store and like throws money at hookers.
0: But <laughs> people, we are in nineteen ninety seven, December fifteenth to the twenty first, and there are once again no major music releases. Yep. You have just that music video. Candle in the wind is still number 1. But if when we can
3: will it end? This
0: is man this is an awful week for news. Yeah. It's like a time I wish I didn't have to live through. Yeah. So once again, December fifteenth to the twenty first, nineteen ninety seven news. December seventeenth, former intern Monica Lewinsky is subpoenaed in the Paula Jones lawsuit. The first time her name has come up,
2: mm-hmm. <sighs> and that would SNL has a few weeks to start uh, making their jokes and start yeah. cat.
0: And, I don't know who who were they going to cast before? Paula Shannon
2: was like the Lewinsky. First she was, forever. but
0: John Goodman was Paula Jones. Oh, yeah. oh no, right. no, no, no. What's uh, her Linda name? Tripp. Linda Tripp. Linda Tripp. Yeah. That's yeah. right. My bad. Yeah. Irrelevant. But speaking of SNL.
2: Jesus, I think he's uh, going to be coming up soon in
0: this episode. We are oh, wait, this. Worry. This sucks because yeah. I knew this day would yeah. come yeah, yeah. where I spent is. more time in my life without Chris Farley than I have spent ah. with him. Because Chris Farley is dead at thirty-three. I am older than he ever got to be. Wow. Chris Farley, a same beautiful age man.
3: Jesus, same lifestyle too.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just just this. This floored me. I was yeah. a big Chris Farley fan at the time. Tommy yep. Boy had been out and yep. just been a great fucking film. Yep. To rewatch over and over again. Part of the
2: awful one-two punch of Phil Hartman and yeah. Chris Farley dying within like a year of each yep. other. Mm. Yep, yep. Like yep. I, the first time I really felt like, oh my god, one of my idols is dead, was John Candy a couple mm-hmm. years earlier. Yeah. But then this one was like, he was just like, boom, about to like really hit yeah. like skyrocket. He only had what like three movies, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably four or five if you count like bit rolls like Wayne's sure. World but like the major player in Coneheads his, his t- yes but his two uh, Spade movies I really like I mean even though the second one is basically like Home Black Alone Sheep. 2 where it's like oh this is just a retread and the we first. started the like,
0: show before we could talk about Tommy Boy but that movie is just excellent yeah excellent
2: but I might yeah, have to watch it yeah, I
3: admit I'm,
2: I'm not going to watch it I'm, I'm, is... I have a soft spot for Beverly Hills Ninja <sighs> Uh, I still have never watched Almost Heroes because it's like I I just can't get into this. Did we talk about that in
0: thirty twenty ten before when Farley hosted SNL? Yeah, and no, it was... it was
2: just like a month and yeah, a half yeah. ago, which is like insane. How There's a, yeah.
0: a great biography, um, what? You, oral history of Chris Chris Farley. I am Chris Farley. It's really really good, and you, a lot of people talk about seeing him in these last days, and oh, yeah. this was
2: sort of forecast. Yeah, overdose slash I mean. heart attack I remember seeing I, that episode and thinking like well he's on the clean and narrow now because they wouldn't be no. joking about it if, it if he wasn't Yeah, I but. feel like
3: I was a dick at the time because I just did not really find him very funny I or it was just like maybe was, I was annoyed by his fans. He was the
0: poster thing. boy for what critics thought was wrong with yeah. SNL, and yeah. especially in his last season because that's a really bad season. Oh yeah, ninety yeah. five. Most of the fault like of the writers. Radio. But yeah. I,
3: I like some of the stuff he's done. But I mean, I I don't know if maybe it was just like every trailer had all the jokes I didn't like. I don't yeah. know because like I said, I've never seen all of Tommy Boy. So maybe really? maybe yeah. I oh, you'd love I Tommy it. Boy.
0: He sh- he's not. He shows himself to be like a really. Pretty great actor, yeah. Like, and there's uh, some
2: vul- vulnerability in that. So, and it's,
0: same with—I'm not kidding. Him as the romantic lead in Coneheads, and <laughs> and just in comedically and spare in sparing doses, yeah. Wayne's World too. He's yeah. awesome as his little. I have nowhere, I got else, to nowhere else to go. <laughs> uh,
1: really... feel
3: like I guess, like I sort of lump him in with Adam Sandler, someone mm-hmm. who I know they're talented. Mm-hmm. And I think I disliked them because I felt like they were always taking the easy, cheap way out.
0: Yeah, yeah I think you. Could say, but and
3: now I, I appreciate them a little more. I feel like I was kind of a jerk of like, knew this was coming. Fuck yeah. all y'all.
0: I mean, you find me another morbidly obese actor can do a backflip. <laughs> then he can be the new Chris Farley. I, I mean, haven't seen he it had, since
2: he had some stuff lined up, like he was going to be Shrek. Yep. That yeah. if it had done the same that it did for Mike Myers, it would have like made him a superstar they finally, forever.
0: They, they had to rewrite the whole movie. Yeah. For Shrek, and there's they, gonna... they finally released his audio sessions oh, yeah. of that because it's a, it's kind of a different character.
2: Yeah, and I think. He was going to do a biopic for uh, Fatty Arbuckle. I thought I'd heard. Was he? Oh, uh, which is like sad. I mean, not sad, but it's also like, well, he died young too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. No. Oh no, but... he killed young. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, no, he he lived a long and uh-huh. redeemed life. I yeah. think you'd say about Fatty Arbuckle. Yeah. Uh, but moving to the movies of 1997 December 15th to the 21st The Wiggles movie we all were there right day one
3: yeah let's talk about that for half an hour I'd we be hard pressed to tell you about. what
0: The Wiggles are Matt's not here but he wanted to pass along one of the coolest no, looking one. kids movies of the 1990s you, uh, is Mouse Hunt mm. you mm-hmm. can uh, definitely see how Verbinski can go from Silly Kids movie to The Ring Rango and then to Pirates that's
3: true this is Gore Verbinski's I think coming yeah. out movie
0: it is really cool
3: Nathan Lane we need a cat talking one Mean Pussy.
1: Lee Evans. There and Christopher Walken as Caesar the Exterminator. It's just a mouse.
0: Look, if you listen to last week's episode, I'm telling you right now watch Mouse Hunt instead of Home Alone 3. Because that's pretty much yeah. what the film is. Yeah. But with a mouse yeah, instead right. of a blonde kid. Yeah. It's a wonderfully cartoony shot movie. Lee Evans, don't know what happened. He was like. Awesome and There's Something About Mary. Yeah, awesome in this movie. He right. seemed poised to be like the best... A uh, new broad side comedian slash mm-hmm. leading man. I just never see him anymore. But Hunt's pretty fucking mm-hmm. cool. I, we can't dwell on a lot of these movies because holy shit, yep. we have a big one to talk about.
3: But we can blow past... Uh, oh, I, The Apostle. I would like to talk about The Apostle Do for it. A minute, though. This
0: is Duvall's... Is it a directorial
3: debut? I think it might be Robert mm-hmm. Duval's directorial debut. And he gives a exhausting powerhouse performance in it as you know like a a traveling preacher Mm -hmm. but you know like most traveling preachers you you got some problems underneath (laughs) Uh, and also Fair Fawcett's in it she's really good
0: is she a too now?
3: yes remember she got Michael Jackson oh no
0: Robert Duvall's still with us Robert
3: Duvall playing an old
0: man for 30 years Robert Duvall's still alive Die. He was going to play Ignatius Riley. I see Dave doing I know. Well, residual I, Chris I, Farley research. I,
2: I was doing my self-correcting. That yeah, sorry, Fatty Fart- Ar- Arbuckle did not. He was falsely accused yes. of yes. all of that stuff. But he he did live to the ripe old age of forty-six. Oh, he did. <laughs> oh I
0: just well, know yeah. he had a second career. But as a Farley apparently
2: <laughs> was up for the Cable Guy. Yes, he was. Thing. He was supposed
0: to be in Cable Guy.
2: Uh, They're going to do a Superfans movie.
0: And if you think about and, it, Cable Guy a movie I yeah. love, seen a billion times. It's a it's a more relatable character with a, like, a more likable oh, yeah. person like Chris Farley in the role yeah. of somewhat obsessed with having a friend. And he's
2: all, mm. also apparently supposed to be in Basketball. Oh, man. Imagine ah. how much better that movie would be. I love that movie already, but it could have been even better.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, but The Apostle with Robert Duvall, it got it, like great reviews critically. Yeah. I think it, it kind of got snubbed during Oscar time.
3: I think so. I think it might have won some like Independent Spirit Awards or something. Yeah. But, I mean... A really strong movie yeah a lot would
0: that can't be yeah but best best actor for robert Niro, which yeah, he lost made, yeah. we'll tell you who at the year end 30 2010 episode uh, really i cannot it. believe we can't skirt over this nope. i have i pride myself in seeing having seen a lot of movies mm-hmm. um this is the first james bond film i ever saw wow. that would be wow. 1997's tomorrow never dies it was an unprovoked attack on a ship in international waters. The promise of war. And instead of decisive action, all you want to do is. My goal is to prevent World War
1: Three, Admiral. Now the world has only one chance for peace. <laughs> when will our ships be in position? Forty-eight hours. And just one man for the job. Bond. <laughs> James Bond.
0: <laughs> How much do you know about what, a, what a big week for ships. <laughs> but I, I would the, the James Bond star had never been hired. The, that Goldeneye yeah. was a huge Golden success. Goldeneye yeah. is freaking great. So, and if you were my like, I didn't I didn't grow up with my dad making me watch James Bond movies. Like, but uh, the game yeah like reignited yeah. the brand to like younger people who had no yeah. idea who James Bond. So was. So
2: this is the first Piers Brosnan James Bond nope. movie. Oh. to not have a good video game. Uh,
0: okay. um, it I did
2: come out on the PS1, and I think there was an N64 game, but it's like true. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where they thought, like, oh, everyone loved the one for, like. We'll sell this video game on name only. And,
0: and Matt's and not here to, to talk about why he loves this movie. He's a big yeah. James Bond fan. He, he big says Bond
2: dork like me. So. It's a
0: very stupid but indelibly charming James Bond movie. Totally yep. by the numbers, 007 adventure, yep. which was wrote at the time but sorely missed during these days. Craig has gone uh, rogue in every single one of his James <laughs> Bond movies. Just do a mission, uh, and it brought a Michelle Yeoh to Hollywood. Yes. Gave us a ridiculously over the top Jonathan Price performance as Rupert Murdoch crossed with Steve Jobs. Yep. And brought back Mitchell Joe Don Baker for his third Bond outing. A great example of the platonic Bond story skeleton.
3: That's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, mm. it's it's a you know it's a pretty by the numbers one. Mm. Um, but yeah, Michelle Yeoh, besides she she gets a couple action sequences where she gets to shine, mm-hmm. and she's just freaking awesome. And the
0: gorgeous Terry Hatcher.
1: You yeah, know Terry Hatcher's mm-hmm. now.
3: She's fine and you know Brosnan's she's playing it pregnant oh. too she's like, oh, she's right. knocked she's up at right. the time yeah is this yeah. The one where they have the, se-
2: the sex fight
3: is
2: no it, oh, no
0: sex fight Lord knows I and yeah. I this is the first one I ever saw mm. um, on cable in college and I don't remember a single bit of it yeah. and I think it's like the it's it's probably semi emblematic of like the problems of a James Bond movie like there's nothing to root this in reality even slightly
3: mm. Uh, mm.
0: Who did the theme song for this one? I cannot. Cheryl Crowe. I think Crow. we're going
3: to go out with that.
0: <laughs> Thank God. It's an
3: underrated song Thank too. God. I I wish someone else sang it. I don't think her voice is strong enough for mm. it, but yeah, I think it's an underrated song. I think I mean it's the second best Pierce Brosnan Bond movie, which is not a very high bar because mm. the next two suck.
2: Mm. So,
3: I mean, this one gets dumped on a lot. I'm not yeah. really sure why because it's yeah. I mean, it's a th- It's like the golden mean. It's mm. like a, the perfectly average mm-hmm enjoyable Bond movie it's not too good it's not too bad I
0: feel like I read some criticism that like it took Roger Moore's Bond movies a couple outings to become mm. the cliches that they were and then yeah. like Tomorrow Never Dies just settled into that like immediately after <laughs> Pierce Brosnan's <laughs> first outing yep. uh, and man here's a movie that I might have a controversial take on Oscar winner Roberto Benigni <laughs> uh, and is I, I don't know he, making an American <laughs> splash with uh, directorially and starring in Life is Beautiful Meet a real-life prince charming. He has met the
1: woman of his dreams, and he'll do everything in his power to sweep her off her feet and carry her away.
0: Now his fairy tale life takes a serious turn. I'll, I'm gonna have to let Diana yeah. explain this because Robert, yeah. Roberto Benigni's life is beautiful. Man, this fucking movie.
3: So I was a fan of Roberto Benigni. Would not. Really made much. Pretty cool and across. down by
0: law.
3: he hadn't made much of a crossover into the U.S. Mm-hmm. except for well, some of the Pink Panther, which we're not going to talk about. <laughs> down by law, he's fun, uh-huh. but uh, I forget where I ended up seeing uh, Johnny stacchino and the Monster two or other comedies he did, which mm-hmm. are both super, super funny. And mm-hmm. I was like, why haven't? Why are we not getting to see these movies? This is fun. And then I found out, like, oh, he's making a movie that's going to get a big release. And I'm like, awesome, yay! Oh, it's about the Holocaust. It's about the Holocaust. I'm like, Err.
0: and when we talk about the clown who cried, hmm. this is yeah, sort of that. Is... The day the clown cried. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, him playing, he creates an elaborate lie yeah. to hide the rea- the disgusting realities of being in a concentration camp from his child or just yeah. a child.
3: No, from his son. From his son. Yeah, um, to to save his son from the horrors. And it's honestly, it's like the back half of the movie. The first half of the movie That's is kind of unrelated. It's just kind of nice and cute um and yeah so they put in a concentration camp and he's like telling his kid that it's like this fun game that they're mm-hmm. doing and just goofy stuff you know translating this nazi screaming orders at him is like this guy says that uh he's mad because he ate too many lollipops <laughs> and you know it's very very obviously bittersweet in the idea that he keeps up this this game even though like he's coming upon giant piles of bodies and mm-hmm. he knows they are going to get killed and yeah, my, I mean, my, people they get mad at that. Oh, Roberto, I mean, he's just too fucking crazy and goofy, and I know. think
0: everything we thought we think about the day the clown cried is on <laughs> display in Life is Beautiful. Yeah, I don't a v- hyper maudlin Holocaust drama starring Jim Carrey. Like that's.
3: <laughs> I don't think it's that maudlin. My
0: girlfriend loves this movie. It's yeah. one of the four movies she owns on DVD, and I watched it recently. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hmm. Wait a second this is terrible. <laughs> this is a terrible film. I did not realize that when I first watched mm-hmm. it. I, I, I do not like this movie at yeah. all.
3: Uh, I I have to admit that, I mean, there's some movies I went back to watch mm-hmm. to prep for this. I have not gone back to watch this. <laughs> yeah. So seeing as I haven't seen it in probably 19 it's, years.
0: Because <laughs> we, we, I find this movie synonymous with the Oscars. Yeah, I, think,
2: oh, I, I yeah. think the performance most people remember him for is being at the oh, Oscars and being like yeah. so Not unlike charming. Robin Williams
0: during this period, Roberto Benini has a movie up. Who cares? Roberto Benini's on the talk show promoting that movie. I'm there. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. He, whatever he's doing is going to be funny. So
2: he won both Best Actor and Best Director. Yeah. Or that's,
0: that's
3: best Foreign Film. Best oh, okay.
0: Foreign yeah. Film. For he, won film. film. He, won he won Best Actor won over best Leo. Actor.
3: Yeah. Oh, am I getting ahead of
0: myself? Is or is nominated. it time to start talking about the biggie?
3: All right, everyone, let's back this shit up. Uh-huh.
1: Take a journey back in time in search of a mystery locked beneath the sea. This December, you will be given the key. Whoa! I'm the king of the world! 20th Century Fox and Paramount Pictures present What made
2: you
0: think you could put your hands on my fiance?
2: It's not up to you to save me, Jack. They've got you trapped, Rose, and if you don't break free, you're gonna die.
0: Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet.
2: Iceberg! Right ahead!
0: In a James Cameron film... <laughs>
1: For God's sake, man, there's women and children down here! Let us out so we can have a chance! I hope you enjoy your time together! Please help me! I won't let go. God
0: almighty. This is it! Hold ah, on! Ah. Oh God! Oh. oh God! Titanic.
3: Trailer's the whole movie. Titanic. Whew. Yeah, they just did every story. One beat. minute trailer. Nice. The, Thanks, but it
0: took we played that three tra- and a half hours yes. to yes. Yeah.
2: tell the story of the movie. We went long because the movie did too.
0: Well, I I haven't rewatched this in over a decade and did for this show. Mm, um, me too. And I'm glad I did. Yeah. Uh, because it's worth defending. Hey, it's one of two James Cameron-directed movies <laughs> made in the last two decades. Wow. <laughs> um,
2: mm-hmm.
3: That are both the highest-grossing yeah. films of all time.
2: And but We're seeing a little bit of a pattern here between uh, Overboard and Throw Mama from the Train. <laughs> if you are in a movie and the year ends with seven and you're on a boat, don't get on that yeah, boat. It, it, it's get on still, boat. I hope it rang bizarre for some of you people. This is the teaser trailer to hear
0: 20th Century Fox and Paramount bring you. These are like the leading studios that had to combine together in order yeah. to produce the most expensive movie at that point. People
2: were writing time. like the tombstone for this movie before it even came out. Oh yeah,
0: you, you were aware of this movie before any of the promotional materials yeah. came out because of it was notoriously over budget. The last movie that that happened to was Waterworld, yeah. and that mm. movie bombed. And we 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 tried. We did our work. This we tried to find you water. news clips because this made the news. Yeah. Where people would talk about, oh, this big incoming failure from James Cameron. He's finally going to eat shit after mm-hmm. a string of successes. Everybody bet against Titanic. Yeah. And I think even he did because when he had to ask for more money, he's like had to waive his back end deal. Mm. I don't think all of it because if James Cameron yeah. didn't <laughs> didn't benefit residually yeah. from the, the – like at the time, the most yeah. – you know, the highest grossing movie of all time, the first movie ever – in America's history to break $1 billion at the wow. bo- at the domestic box office. Yep. That is... Had a record
2: for a while for the most number one weekends. Yeah. Oh, oh, and, oh and, and, it's going
3: to keep going for months. For months. Yeah. It's going to be our number one this movie one, for months. Yeah, this and is what... What's crazy is it's three and a half hours long so yeah. you can only show it half as many times wow. as a two hour movie. Everything, actually... everything,
0: all the bets were against yeah. this movie. Everybody thought this was going to lose everybody money and I'm yeah. still to this day astonished that it made money. Watching it again, it's such a... Classic, kind of like really. I can't believe this. Yeah. This somehow broke through to everybody, including yeah. it's. Hard, it's hard for me to say I hate this movie. It's overly long. It felt weird to sit and watch a movie for three and a half hours, which I did not. <laughs> uh, but but I don't know what I'd cut. I it's all. For it's all very good. It's all very well done, and like in a style I don't see. No one imitates James Cameron. Yeah. Do we have someone who rips off James Cameron? Yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. we do. Uh, and it's it's good. <laughs> Diana, the only thing bad about it, this is going to make you sound so shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just took a cruise, <laughs> so so like the Titanic is recreated. I think almost like perfectly. one one accuracy almost. Yeah. So a couple things are shorter, mm-hmm. but we just took a cruise, and our cruise ship is like ninety times the size of the Titanic. Wow. So I think w- we, what I ended up the only. Thing I looked into that no one else is going to tell right. you that the Titanic was really fucking long yeah. mm-hmm. and there are not there are ships that are longer but most ships are way taller Yeah, and uh, just, just watching it it seemed like this isn't that big <laughs> I felt so bad saying that having just been on yeah. a bigger boat well
2: the reason they made it longer is because it's cooler when it capsizes
0: oh that's true it yeah. can break in half
2: I mean I've still never seen this movie wow you've never seen it uh, yeah sad reason why in 1997 uh, I had a cousin uh, from Ireland who was staying for the summer he was like He's like I don't know five or six years older than me. Mm-hmm. We were friends. Like we'd play PlayStation games all the mm-hmm. time together, and we were both in the summer. Or sorry, by the end of nineteen ninety seven, we were both dateless as hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we were like this fucking movie that every girl loves, like with mm-hmm. the heartthrob Leonardo DiCaprio in it. We're never going to see. Never going to see. It. It. Deal, uh... and because this and movie you was spit like spit in your hand and high five. Yes, yeah. and because this movie was out for so long. By next year, when he had a girlfriend, he went to see it. And I was like, dude, you broke the pack. And he's like, dude, you know I have what? a girlfriend now. I'm going to go and see a movie she wants to see. The same thing happened to me. I was yeah. on the train
0: of like, this movie's going to suck. Why yeah. would you spend that much money in a movie? And I saw it in a second-run movie theater. I yeah. think on one of my first, yeah. if not a date, when I started seeing movies with girls. Yeah,
3: I think you hit on something that, you know, why this movie is so popular is because it's got something for everyone. Yeah. It's got you know, gushy romantic stuff for the girls and giant disaster spectacle. Yeah.
2: Which is why I'm like, I didn't see it ahead of the show, which I, I'm kicking myself for. But I think uh, like around the time that this is posted or maybe before it is posted, they're bringing it back to theaters oh, yes. for like IMAX or some shit. I might finally watch it's it It's worth way.
3: seeing on the the uh, on yeah. the big screen once you get to the back half, the disaster yeah. half. Yeah, I almost it's, wish
0: I hadn't watched it on streaming. Like, yeah. just because mm-hmm. it's, it's still a, Big movie. Yeah, it won't look dated because the effects are. Well,
3: some of the effects. Some of the effects are
0: some some of the matting and the fake humans. Yeah, those really stick out. But the ship stuff and it it really is a bunch of actors running around in eighty billion gallons of water. (laughs) It looks dangerous. Everybody got sick and hurt Uh, on the set, leading to more production delays. Kate Winslet got the (laughs) flu Uh, just from all the water shots. Leonardo DiCaprio drowned a couple times. It's it's a really. I don't know, this is a Diana question, but it still feels... It has one foot in, like, classic Hollywood films. Oh, it films.
3: really, really, yeah. really does.
0: Yeah.
3: I mean, yeah, he sold it as Romeo and Juliet on the Titanic. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I mean, he gets the idea of big spectacle cast a thousand stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which is a very old Hollywood, you know, but with a personal, a couple personal stories of characters that we can follow through this big disaster thing. I mean, even
2: I know about the band playing. <laughs> yeah. And a couple lines. Uh, even though every together.
0: character, almost every character in the movie except for Kathy Bates and a few others are all fictional. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple mm. other real ones. Sure. Yeah.
3: But, I mean, it's tough because I'm such a movie snob mm-hmm. and movie snobs hate things that are popular and mm-hmm. obviously this was the most popular movie for a million mm-hmm. years. Um, I really like it because it does that old Hollywood big Big scale yeah. stuff, you know, of like a Ben Hur or mm-hmm. a Lawrence of Arabia, you know, with the modern effects. We
0: checked all the boxes.
3: <laughs> my big, my only real complaint is the dialogue is awful.
0: It sticks out. Now. I
3: really, really wish I could, maybe it's like a George Lucas thing where no one's there to tell tell him no. It's like because <laughs> James Cameron, he, he's written plenty of his stuff before, yeah. but he's not really known for his dialogue. I'm
0: writing Terminator dialogue.
3: Yeah, so super sentence. I don't know if anyone like you brought in any script doctor, someone to like clean up, because I used to think DiCaprio gave a terrible performance. Mm-hmm. And not understand, like, why, like, he can't act. Why does he, why do I feel like he's sucks I was,
0: in this movie? I was a DiCaprio mm-hmm. fan before this. Me too, Man, me
3: too. From and, uh, Gilbert Great. Yeah, oh this
0: shot him into, like, yeah. mega stardom.
3: Yeah, and I was like...
0: This boy's life. Yes.
3: I, I was like, but, you know, he's he's a really good actor. Why am I not seeing it in mm-hmm. this movie? Even though it's still connecting with an audience. And then I realized, he's given the worst, dumbest things to say. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, Billy Zane with his, like, mustache, like, how dare you think you could touch my family? I, I would, like from- he knows what he's My doing. My
0: viewing, he has the worst dialogue. He has like awful the most cartoonishly dialogue. villain. And it, Billy Zane's great. I think he's yeah. so fucking handsome he's in the movie too.
3: He's pulling it off. I feel like DiCaprio has so much stupid dialogue. But like I just go where the wind takes me, <laughs> and I'm so free, and <laughs> freedom is great, and I'm king of the world. And you're like, dude, dial it down. It's it,
0: it's really hard to watch the King of the World sequence and not cringe a little bit because of yeah. how much you've seen it recreated and its. But unlike that oh what's that this called Kate Winslet's yeah. line of like draw me like one of your French girls mm-hmm. that's been purple monkey dishwashered oh, yeah. into way more like <laughs> sultry and she she says draw me like one of your French girls that's how mm-hmm. she delivers the dialogue yeah. like draw me like one of your French girls <laughs> She it's not like that at all we've she, all misremembered that, it you know that's another thing mm-hmm. for the guys yeah,
3: <laughs> hey. yeah it's true you get to see them mm-hmm. but uh I didn't realize I was reading up on the production because we've all, the production's been totally forgotten about. Yeah. We forgot about all that lead up and the spending $200 million. And was like, what are you doing $200 million? You can make like eight movies it's, for that. I can
0: only think of like Interstellar, where Interstellar yeah. ended up pioneering some ast- astronomical. Yeah. Is that a real, that's a word I can yes. apply to astronomy? Yes. It ended up pioneering some studies, astronomical studies, what? in order to make the film in a way that like science funding couldn't. It got Hollywood money to study stars and black holes. And, and as yes, a marketing, so part this. of the marketing campaign, the filming started with filming the actual Titanic, and it's in the movie, and it, I can't think of any other film like this.
3: Yeah. It's well, filli- oh, yeah, let's go two miles under the fucking ocean. And I, I grew
0: up... And I, film. I grew, I grew up with mostly public television and a public fascination with the Titanic and how far we could get a robot down there. If you grew up like I did, you saw Alvin. Alvin the robot. Many times, an unmanned (laughs) vessel, the only thing that could get that deep. By the time people could go that deep underwater and withstand that amount, and we could design a machine that could withstand that amount of pressure, James Cameron was filming it. And that's fucking nuts. And and before he made Avatar, he only made movies about submersible, (laughs) like documentaries (laughs) about submersibles. It was this, this fascination with recovering... Uh, re- with re- recovering shipwrecks mm-hmm. and Titanic being yeah. the biggest one that inspired him to write this story and I, I told that story a long time ago I don't I go to museums and sometimes like yeah, I'm looking to read mm. this as much as possible get out of here as soon as yeah. I can and I went to the Titanic exhibit and like I, it was like moved to tears well, like mm-hmm. the idea of like a, a thousand people unwittingly it's not a terrorist mm-hmm. event it's uh, not a natural disaster. It's just an accident that yeah. kills a well, thousand I was, people. I was
3: thinking about this too. Like, why is this shipwreck capture the imagination? Mm-hmm. And it's like, because it feels like it's written by a Hollywood screenwriter. The idea I that it's so. like, it's the maiden voyage of the biggest ship. We got some hubris going. We're going to beat the record hubris. We got a ton of like famous rich people on there. You got Guggenheims and John Jacob Astor on there. making a Somebody big...
0: from downtown Abbey.
3: <laughs> right. And then, you know, the idea of like, there's a nice they don't know about the iceberg they hit the iceberg everything's fine everything's not fine and the fact that it doesn't like capsize that it goes yeah. tilting mm-hmm. downward and everyone has enough time mm-hmm. to figure out what's happening yes like, and then it's there the last, aren't enough fucking boats
0: i paused it at 90 minutes and at night almost 90 minutes exactly is the king of the world yep. hmm. portion and then there's like some sex and then it's just <laughs> all shipwreck oh, yeah like for the, like the an last hour.
3: hour is just the sh- and it I,
0: reminds me of harry potter like <laughs> the last Harry Potter movie, I'm like, I think I only want to watch Deathly Hallows Part 2 because that's the shipwreck portion yeah. of the mm. Deathly It's like Hallows. the actual fighting. <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah. yeah, I think that's, I mean... But people, it's, the first part is great. It's yeah. very, yeah.
0: I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah
3: I think this is like my, my favorite shot and the reason why I think it is good to watch on a on, uh, big screen mm-hmm. is you've gotten all the interpersonal drama and oh shit, now the ship is sinking, ship is sinking. And then there's finally a shot like at sea level from like a boat rowing away, showing the whole back half and the propellers coming mm-hmm. out of the water, and you realize this thing is like a skyscraper. Yes. The wow. size of a city block wide. Wow. And it will and suck
0: us all down if we don't get away fast enough. And it's enough.
3: got thousands of people on it Oof. and this shit's going down. There's wow. a beautiful and it just it gives me chills every time I see that shot, the realizing, oh <laughs> there we go, there's the scale that I needed. <laughs>
0: it's it's a yeah. romance. Little it's, tiny
3: people, it's whoo-
0: a, action movie it's and then it just has this you know necessary story about class in there wrapped through all of it and that's the part that like bums me out the most like why aren't the why the fuck aren't these lifeboats more manned that one has 12 people on it (laughs) yeah they got. I don't know if that's true. If it's just one of those no, old white tales. They, that, Kathy Bates a that needs room for Well, that, that, that they got rid of the lifeboats because they reduced morale. Yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think a
3: lot. Uh, they got a lot of stuff true in there. That that's true. They mm-hmm. they weren't as fair. There are a couple people that are like real people that they weren't as fair mm-hmm. to. Um, but some of them they were extra fair to you know the captain they were fair to and the mm-hmm. the designer you know ended up going down with the ship um
0: now though on the orville <laughs> i can't i can't get over yeah, that really.
3: mm-hmm. um but oh, what was i gonna say yeah and also i mean and they do a real smart thing with the framing device there's mm-hmm. a framing device with gloria stewart yay i, I think and,
0: everybody forgets about that that bill yeah. paxton is in this movie yeah. has 20 minutes of bill paxton in the present day yep and oh, it's, yeah. it's it's yeah. all kind of hilarious because it's like no one mentions cell phones in the internet. Like, how do we get a, a hold of this lady or find her? Is she even alive?
1: Yeah,
3: but, and they do the smart thing of way at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. setting up what's going to happen mm-hmm. when the disaster hits. And then you've got another hour and a half or so where you're going to get, you know, the interpersonal drama mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, right? This is mm-hmm. going to be sinking. And now you've already, you remember what's going to happen. You're yeah. not going to be you you're going to sort of like anticipate and fear for like i remember it's going to break apart oh shit it's breaking apart
0: and and just the, these gorgeous sets again they, i think the internal sets were like one one accurate yeah. re- recreations of everything and then get douched with water yeah <laughs> like tons and tons of water just,
3: yeah he really went for the accuracy like i mean there's a shot of as it's as it's starting to lean like all these f- Dishes fall off a shelf, yeah. and it's like those were all perfectly accurate hmm. from the the White wow. Star line at the time. And it's like a million dollars of food, and then it all falls over. And, it, it's and the, the subtle yeah, it's difference, spare, it's- no expense, done <laughs> <And> right.
0: Some, <laughs> mostly a lot of practical effects, a lot of a oh, lot of good stunts, a lot of good stunts, a little CG. And just when I watch, and I do watch your Avengers movie, and it breaks a mm-hmm. billion dollars, and this costs two hundred thirty million dollars, and, and then I say well how mm-hmm. how did they like you'll never say that when you watch Titanic because yeah. Yeah, like,
3: they fucking built you can, one and they can, can, built a tank to put it in
0: on screen <laughs> the entire time is a bunch of believable shit that looks like it cost 200 yeah. million dollars I don't know why all that green screen work in Age of Ultron <laughs> ran over 200 million dollars <laughs> I think it's just we want to film this movie in uh, two and a half weeks that's why it's so expensive <laughs> Titanic <laughs> took forever to film yeah. went way over budget and way over schedule and it I don't know like it, it's such a weird story that I don't In context of Marvel movies and Star Wars, like this director isn't doing what we'd like. Well, he's fucking fired. Uh, And James Cameron's like, "I'll kill myself if you take this movie away from me, or if you don't allow me to do this." Mm -hmm. Got what he wanted, waived his money. The studio allowed him to go forth, gave him more money. Mm -hmm. I just don't see that happening in 2017. You will be fired. The movie will be taken away from you, and they'll take a loss, release a bad movie. uh, Avatar (laughs) 2. I still don't believe that's ever going to happen. And I, I think Avatar. The success of Avatar yeah. is wrapped up in the name Titanic. Yeah. Because I'm not ready to get on the train of Avatar sucks. Yeah. I saw it in the theater... Twice. I mean, if Titanic never
2: had a sequel, then maybe Avatar wouldn't
0: either. I I was wowed. I loved Avatar. Never felt the need to watch it again. And I think we all sort of feel that way. And it doesn't mean it's bad. And I'm sure there's things we can poke holes in it. But I think to the world, it said from the director of Titanic, that's why it broke box office records. I don't think it was from reviews or trailers because I just don't see how that's possible. Again,
3: a spectacle, man. Uh, Cameron's gotten very good (laughs) at doing the spectacle and maybe could work on the uh, ground level Interpersonal stuff a yeah. little bit better. I
0: hope he proves us wrong again. Because when I yeah. see like he's still working on Avatar stuff, I'm like, don't do, th- yes. don't do this, people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get out, get out while you still can. Speaking
2: yeah. of interpersonal, I, if you had five and a half hours to burn, mm-hmm. uh, watching this back to back with Revolutionary Road, where it's like, oh, did you, <laughs> you want to see Leo and uh, Kate again back I, together? How about when they fucking hate each other as a married? I devil? meant to mention that because they
0: were they spent I, I, they they spent a good decade being the most yeah, yeah. famous on screen duo of all time. Yeah uh th- i don't know i do recommend this movie it's not bad anybody who says it is doesn't know what good movies are <laughs> yeah. this movie is pretty great it's uh i don't know i don't know it's some uh, most expensive film ever ever made needed two studios to finance it i'm rattling off my mm-hmm. stats and notes it is the first film to reach the one billion dollar mark it remains to this day the second highest grossing film of all time which now has uh been done by 30 films uh, since then, with the uh, including illustrious movies like The Hobbit, Minions, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland remake, and two Transformers movies, uh, but adjusted for inflation, it's still around four or five wow. uh, on the highest-grossing movies ever, give or take a Star Wars: Gone with the Wind, Sound of Music, and E.T., but probably not Avatar. Uh, it no. might not make it in there. Uh, and uh, I love pointing this out since we're a show talking <laughs> about periods in time. This was in the theater forever, so I think I had gone. I had. I had enough time to go through my fuck Titanic phase mm-hmm. and then get out of it and then still see it in the theater. <laughs> like I just can't imagine that happened. It, it was in the theater for a year. Yep. And where I whereas like I think Guardians of the Galaxy a movie I liked, it's on DVD in 3 months. This took over a year to come to not just one home video, but two yeah. <laughs> home videos. One of the the most uh the things that that pro- proliferate every single goodwill is the double <laughs> VHS cassette of Titanic. It did not release on DVD for years, but it went on to become the first DVD to sell over a million copies. Whoa. Uh it was the highest selling DVD of 2009. Go it went on to be nominated for 14 Oscars. It is the second film of ever to win 11. <laughs> wow. yep. Uh along with no, Ben-Hur no. and then yeah. Return of the King would yeah. eventually tie it. Uh,
2: yeah. no noms for Leo, no. that's right. Oh, he no. didn't get a nomination. No. He did not
3: get a nomination. And
2: they spent the next two decades chasing one until he finally got I mean, the, yeah. uh, the Revenant.
0: Uh, probably didn't deserve, like, I don't know. There's I not, don't the performances aren't one. what make this a strong film, no. but I, 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 I'll say, I've said it feels like it's too long, but I, I'm watching it with a critical eye. I'm like, what do you cut? Like, this is all pretty good. Like, it, yeah. it's fine. Like uh, And Cameron said he set out, it, it's not like it accidentally became three hours. He's like, no, this is going to be a three hour movie. That's what I yeah. want to make. <laughs> And I, it's just so weird that the last movie made before this is True Lies. Yeah, Because, yeah, Terminator 2 definitely weird. gave you some faith. But True Lies is one of the most excellent <laughs> films but that it, I didn't...
3: It's super... That's a popcorn movie. It's that is so not great. a prestigious but movie. But it's
0: the same kind of, like, I cannot believe this is really happening in camera happens yeah. every seven seconds in True Lies.
3: Yeah, but that's... I mean, that's one thing. I was really looking for, mm-hmm. like, a trailer or something. Because this was originally supposed to be a July 4th weekend Yeah. And they had to push uh, it back, which just made everyone else go, "Oh yeah, this is fucked. This film
0: is in trouble. But that's a
3: terrible <laughs> time to release it—the holidays with the families and the couples and the—and yeah, the longevity of this. We're going to mention this every week for at least three months because it's going to be—it's going to be good. number one.
0: And I yeah. think it, it, it shifts for a couple weeks and goes back again. Like yeah. I don't know of another film like this. And, and you know what? You want to poo-poo it? You don't like it that much. <laughs> you don't think it, be, it deserves to be held. A loft is one of the best. It's
3: not perfect. Of course. Of course. But I
0: like the idea that we can have. It's not based on a. a It's not Harry Potter. It's not Star Wars. It's not Avengers. It's not Transformers. It's an original thing. And it's nice to have the (laughs) Beatles of movies. (laughs) The idea. Here's this thing that everybody likes unequivocally. If you want to base your personality around hating those things. You go for it. The internet's Hmm. filled with people like you. You're not original. But it's. It's. I'll tell you someone who watches a lot of movies and wanted to be meaner to it. It's just not possible. Yeah. It still yeah, works it, really well. I mean,
3: yeah, I feel like it has its flaws and its flaws are real obvious. Mm-hmm. Like I said, dialogue, mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. are cardboard. Yeah, got it. But then but then the spectacle starts and goddamn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Goddamn.
0: Oh, oh very And it's still a very relatable story. Good movie. It's I, I it's one of those movies I'll recommend to you, but you're not going to watch it. <laughs> Three and a half hours. I would go see it in theaters though for sure if yeah. you get yeah. the opportunity. That seems I like think a fun thing to experience. That opportunity may have
2: already passed by the time. It's oh yeah, is it a temporary thing? It's like a weekend. But I know, I know
0: it's thing. been remastered uh, to a degree. You won't be able to recreate on your home theater. So I, I might go see it again if my lady's interested. Because yeah. she could not, she could not stay awake through the whole movie mm-hmm. once we started watching in the evening. It's three and a half hours. Where adults who get home at like seven p.m. Uh, uh,
3: so yeah, since we're gonna be bringing it up as the number one movie for mm-hmm. a while, uh, yeah, maybe. Dave will report
0: back. Um, yes, yeah, maybe. maybe. Dave Dave's go, homework is Titanic.
3: Yeah, go, go Tell us about. <laughs> you have the one year.
0: Yeah,
2: it, it, it's highest grossing. It's, it's, it's in theaters for a week starting December first. Mm-hmm. So I think that will have already passed by the time this episode posts. That's yeah. a
0: bummer. Uh, but shit, we have to stop talking yeah. about that because we have this is our longest show of yeah. all time. I and apologize. We actually have
2: some things to talk about when it comes to TV. Oh, oh my God, man. this is we so notable. Uh, so yeah, December sixteenth, nineteen ninety seven, uh, in Japan, the Pokemon episode fuck it, I'm not gonna get it right it's the one with Porygon uh not not the video game review website but no. uh this is the episode that's known that it gave a lot of Japanese kids seizures when they were watching it because yep. there's a part where this is how I heard a Pokemon yeah like Porygon does something and the screen flashes really fast and it made a lot of kids
3: It it's uh, 700 kids
2: to the to the hospital it's nuts yeah. let's so uh, Matt put the clip here let's see if we can survive it all right Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, it red, isn't blue, even... red,
3: blue, red, blue. That'll do yeah. it. Yeah. I
2: hadn't seen that before. I thought that that, that it was going to be all Porygon's fault, but that yeah. was Pikachu. Nah. Pikachu used lightning on some missiles, and it it's made true. a flash. It's which... true, but if you imagine that in like a
0: dimly lit room, and that's lighting up everything. I had one friend mm-hmm. who we discovered during the late mm-hmm. 90s, mm-hmm. rave days with a little bit of drugs, that he would he could be triggered into a seizure oh, uh, wow. with certain
2: flashes of light and yep.
0: not good for dance clubs. Yeah. And uh, to I
2: think it's more that... Uh, that Pokemon episode is more well-known because it was lampooned on the Simpsons clip when they went to Japan, and here's a couple <laughs> of that. Who's up for some
1: exploring? Yeah, I'm still checking out Japanese TV. Isn't this
3: that cartoon that causes seizures?
1: Mark, oh, oh,
3: oh, oh. what are you doing? Oh.
1: Hey, what the... oh. <laughs> All right...
2: <laughs> and Homer voluntarily. But I think
0: that's it. that's how insanely popular yeah. and good Pokemon is, that it yeah. somehow overshadowed. <laughs> yeah. How do you overshadow giving seven hundred kids seizures?
2: Yeah. Uh, I gotta say I wish normal McDonald would have been doing the weekend update to make a joke about that. Uh, uh, uh but oh. another humorous stuff this year, I mean let's, We've been teasing let, this. Let's well let's start with the Simpsons as we just sure. showed them. The Simpsons doesn't have a lot of uh, Christmas episodes. It seems like
0: there was a note to stay away from it.
2: Yeah, but Mm. I think the first few times they did it, they did it well. Yeah. And this is one of those times. And this is like, I would, you know, in in some respects, it might be my favorite. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, the first episode of The Simpsons overall, Mm -hmm. like, that's a great episode, but, you know, it's it's Simpsons season one. Mm -hmm. Like, the jokes aren't as, like, hard hitting. Uh, I love this episode miracle on evergreen Terrace mm-hmm. uh, Bart accidentally burns down the Christmas tree while waking up early and sneaking a peek at his presence uh, he hides the wreckage underneath the snow in the yard and new uh, uh, Springfield yes, comes to their aid comes to their aid mm-hmm. when the the tree is burned down mm-hmm. Uh the family learns that Bart hit it, but they decide to keep up with his ruse so they can keep all the presents. By the end of the episode, the the entire town comes together to take it all back, which is a nice little uh, uh nice little like twist on the uh, Springfield uh, Bow we call it yeah. that. Uh but it has one of my I, I love this little dialogue clip from Homer in this episode. Any words for the Christmas thief if he's watching. Uh, yes, Kent. Uh, hello, jerk we may never find you and we should probably all stop looking <laughs> But one thing's for sure you do exist strong words strong bewildering words <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, That's great, uh, but I think yeah, the like, more iconic Christmas episode of this week was on December seventeenth, nineteen ninety-seven. Oh yeah, wow, twenty
3: uh, holy yes, years. Mister Hanky
2: the Christmas. And we talked really. South
0: Park being a white hot phenomenon, and
3: then yeah.
2: taking a real big break to only do
0: holiday episodes yeah. like al- on almost once yeah, a month did, basis. Yeah, they did like
2: six episodes or so to start off, mm-hmm. and that's like sort of kickstarted the phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And then they just, like, re-ran those for two or three months yeah. in between doing a Halloween episode and then a Thanksgiving episode and then this. And then, like, a month or two later, they did, like, another five or six episodes. Yeah. But, yeah, like, the, the the South Park is starting to burn white hot right now. And, yeah, they have an episode about Christmas, and it introduces one of their more iconic characters.
1: See, kids, why the long faces?
3: We're bored. There's nothing to do. Well, maybe this will help. <laughs>
0: That's right, kids. Now you can make your very own Mr. Hanky. Just use this special fecal fishing net and select your best Mr. Hanky. Then use the handcrafted Hanky stand to add whatever eyes, mouth and hats you want. I made a
1: mariachi,
2: Mr. Hanky. Now it's a Mrs. Hanky. Let's put the Fizz hat on him. I wish Daddy was
1: still alive. Mr. Hanky playset comes with everything seen here. Hey,
3: where's Mr. Mr. Hanky?
1: I love you, sweetheart. I love you too.
2: And the Mr. dog, the dog ate. or no, the baby ate. The Mr. baby
1: ate. I'm Mr. not
0: up on my more modern oh, yeah. South Parks. Has Mr. Hanky gone the way of like Pip and
2: Towly? And uh, he Officer came back a rating? couple times. Like the next time, I think it was like two years they have later. Full on
0: Christmas special the next uh, year. Uh, yeah, An album.
2: Yeah, they have the album. Then there's the one where he invites them to like come back and and you know, like. Bring Christmas spirit back, and then that's—I think—that's the same episode where they remake their original uh, yeah. Jesus versus Frosty. Mm-hmm. But but in that episode, Mr. Hanky has like a really drunk wife and like <laughs> kids that are kind of stupid. Uh, but yeah, like it—it it, it inspired like a Chris, uh, like a Christmas song and a Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, based on this episode because it had a great song.
0: We've all heard of Rudolph and his shiny nose, and we all know Frosty, who's made out of snow. But all of those stories seem kind of gay, because <laughs> we all know who brightens up our holiday. Mr. Hanky the, the Christmas poo. poo small and brown he, he comes, comes from you sit
1: on the toilet <laughs> here he
0: comes squeezing between your festive buns a present from down below spreading joy with a howdy ho he's seen the love inside of you cause
2: he's a, a piece, of piece of poo <laughs> 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 I mean this kind me of happy. inspired the South Park movie as well mm-hmm. which is out in like a year and some change mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, the song Kyle's Mom is yeah. a big fat yeah. bitch it was in this, this That's right. episode, mm-hmm. and then it became a f- more fully featured song in the movie. That's right.
0: Well, that closes out TV, yes. and uh, wow, our longest, segment oh, yeah. '97 yeah. segment ever. But it had to be done. Biggest movie of the war- biggest movie in the world. What are we supposed to do? Thank God there are no games. Uh, but we will close out 1997 with "Tomorrow Never Dies" yeah. by Cheryl Crow. Which Underrated still feels song. Free to sing. <laughs> I
3: like it. So. Yeah.
0: Uh, but we will well, come I'm back 20- in, in 2007, December 20, 20- December 15th to the 21st.
3: internet and all the ships at sea it's time for diana's classic corner where we look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watching and for december 15th through 21st we have i would say my top recommend of 1967 and 1967 has turned out to be a really good year but that recommendation is december 21st 1967 50 years ago this week the graduate was released with dustin hoffman and anne bancroft this is such a freaking good movie it works on just every level there is, and what's amazing is for a movie that's 50 years old, I think it will still speak to the young people. I'm not one of you young people anymore, but that sort of feeling of, like, I guess they call it like quarter-life crisis, the feeling of, like, well, I got out of college, and what do you... what am, Who am I? What do I do now? Uh, it's just, it nails that so well. Um, I mean, basic story is dustin hoffman gets out of college he doesn't know what to do with himself he starts slacking around and falls into an affair with uh, one of his parents' friends played by Anne bancroft uh actually playing a lot older than she was and she's still just she's so i mean she's sexy and she's interesting and kind of scary and great performances all around uh i think one of those sort of seminal movies that's like you really need to have seen this sometime just even if it doesn't speak to you just as a on a cultural level i feel like you should watch the graduate so that's everyone's assignment for the week if you haven't watched the graduate watch it if you have seen it eh, go, go watch it again because it's got something for everyone and uh, that's it for this week stay classic
1: Yeah, yeah. A
0: superstar that.
1: have no fear The here. Okay. And
0: the mind Coming in with Superstar by Lupe Fiasco off of The Cool, released this week. Hey, we finally had some new music releases. In 2007, yeah. you just had to wait 20 years. New releases, Growing Pains by Mary J. Blige. I love that song. As
2: long <laughs> as we got each other. <laughs> oh, she did that, right?
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, the Makings of a Man by Jachim and uh, Hate It or Love It by Chingy. I, Chingy. Chingy. I feel so old. I wasn't listening to any of this. No <laughs> One since by Alicia Keats. He called Chingy. Chingy. <laughs> I, he was an uh, Evangelion.
1: Should,
0: uh... <laughs> no One by, uh, by Alicia Keys is still number one, of course. In the news of 2007, December 15th to the 21st, December 18th, oh goodness. Uh, Britney Spears' sister Jamie Lynn is pregnant at 16 with her live in boyfriend at 8. Live in boyfriend at 16? Yeah,
3: that was the thing. I normally I don't put in tabloidy stuff, but I put this one in because everyone made such a big deal. Oh, no, Britney Spears is such a good Christian. Her family, they're good Christian. They're, like, good Southern people, and they're very wholesome and all that. And it's like, your daughter's 16, and you let her boyfriend move in? Ab-
0: it's only education doesn't work. Yeah. And nah, that's what she gets. Yeah.
3: Also, don't invite 18-year-olds to live with your teachers. That seems that's insane. That's so
0: weird. Uh, it's Just something that I like mentioning is something that would have people up in arms in 2017. Um, yeah. December 20th, Queen Elizabeth II becomes the oldest British yeah. monarch ever. So Ten have- years ago,
2: at 81. So we have yeah. both British and American royalty in this news. Exactly. 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 The Spears
0: family. Exactly. But uh, yes, it's December 15th to the 21st. we got to get to the releases this week. 20, uh, 2007 movies, they include P.S. I Love You with Hilary Swank and Gerard Butler. Yeah. <laughs> this bodes well. Uh, I've said it before what? I'll say it again we acted too early yeah. in making Gerard Butler a movie star <laughs> what's his yeah. What's his most famous oh, movie yeah. other than his first um, I'm going to
2: say the Playstation podcast hosted by Greg Miller is better than this movie <laughs> which is also called P.S. I Love You I get it uh-huh. I get it we yeah, also it's have a
3: romantic thing and he's dead and then he's left her a bunch of like letters and clues and whatever and i think he's playing irish instead of scottish and it's like i don't understand i don't i'm sorry i don't care
2: is, is christmas involved in this at all no oh man I, if you have the word love in your movie and it's in december christmas should be a part yeah. of the movie
3: p.s i don't care yeah
2: <laughs> like love actually
3: yeah this we got a... we got three much better movies yeah. to talk about
2: do we do
0: um charlie wilson's war aaron sorkin written mike nichols directed film starring yeah. tom oh, hanks damn. Yeah. Tom Hanks Mike, and Julia Roberts Mike, at, at the time were there any bigger movie stars in the universe in 07 how come this movie didn't fare better with a script by Aaron Sorkin yeah. co-starring oh. Amy Adams and Philip
2: Seymour Hoffman yeah yeah they do the old uh, Warren talk in this
3: <laughs> yep and man yeah Mike Nichols last movie is just came out of classic corner with the the graduate he's still kicking some ass mm. 40 years later
1: what exactly do you want me to do i want you to save afghanistan for the afghans and in so doing in the cold war
3: why don't we just start back at the beginning what can i do for you a war they say that if they get weapons from us they will win What is U.S. strategy in
0: Afghanistan? Well, strictly speaking, we don't have one, but we're working hard on that. Who's we? Me and three other
3: guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very sorkiny. I can't believe I didn't see that because I was very much looking forward to it.
3: Oh, it's pretty damn good. But uh,
0: If I have to explain something personal, Diana, I saw every movie and then I got a job at Games Radar. With people mm-hmm. who saw no movies unless they had Iron Man in them. Mm. Uh, so I had no one to go see it with, so I definitely didn't go to the theaters, and I had no television after that, so where was I
3: supposed to see it? Oh, but it's fun to see Tom Hanks being, I mean, he's leaning on the comedy again, but yeah. he plays like a cad, like a drunk, womanizing mm. cad, which <laughs> don't really get to ever see him do. Yeah, everybody actually.
0: loves Tom Hanks. I don't hear of a lot of people who want to <laughs> sleep with him. Oh, yeah. mm. I really <laughs> want to see how that shook out. No. <laughs> it didn't it?
3: I feel like he's Undecided? I feel like he's in that, that level of people. It's not that I'm attracted to him. I just think he's so freaking cool. If
0: he needs
2: anything, I'll yeah. give it to him.
3: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Is it a kidney or is it a different body part? <laughs> Whatever you want, Mr. Hanks.
2: We have another movie starring a drunk uh, cad
0: <laughs> who hits on women all the time. Let me see how this clip sounds. Can't wait to talk about this. Benjamin Bog.
1: No Barker. Sweeney to now. And he will have his revenge. Where's my wife. She's gone. So this Ah.
0: man, we are in in smack dab in this decade-long streak of Tim Burton remaking things,
2: Mm -hmm. but I also a two-decade-long streak of Johnny Depp taking roles where he can have (laughs) weird hair. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He
0: does. He does look like an aged Edward Scissorhands with uh, fixed skin. (laughs) I don't hate this movie as as much as I hate all the other Tim Burton movies from this yep. ten year period. I, w-
3: I will say that I think this is uh, the last good Tim Burton movie I saw. Maybe. I mean, Big Eyes is okay.
0: No, no, I, I, well, Big Eyes is all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um But this this is the, it's weird because I saw the musical, Okay. and so I was familiar well, this is with a musical the story movie too. Right? Yeah. It is, but not as musical as the musical. Yeah. I just I remember it's just one of those things I only saw once, but remember so vividly. Yeah. Because I don't know where my drama teacher got it from in my freshman year of high school. But she's like, look, nobody in this classroom is ever allowed to curse or make a sexual suggestive remark to anybody. That said, we're watching the original production of Sweeney Todd. <laughs> and it in a classroom, it was the most vulgar thing I'd ever uh. seen. And the only the line I remember is Helena Bonham Carter's character dancing around. And she just said the phrase, how would you like to split me muff? In a, no, in a,
2: <laughs> no it's just splitting a muffin. Like <laughs> on that's what it. That's
0: what it yeah. is. When do you get to
3: the, the base, do you get to the top. And
0: even as a as a vulgar teenager, I was like, "Ew, <laughs> split me muff," in, in a Cockney accent. Maybe it sounds very eloquent.
2: I'm gonna put my pants on and leave. Okay, but Sweeney
0: Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street.
2: I I, I saw this movie, but I, the only place I had heard mm-hmm. of Sweeney Todd before this mm-hmm. was the last 15 minutes of Jersey Girl. Arguably the only good fifteen minutes of Jersey. Right, I forgot
0: about that. But but I I I didn't I didn't I'd never heard of this movie before, and I had been dragged to family friendly musicals. I'd never seen a musical with an edge before. Sweeney Todd, where like it just it's this bare bones play with this big like double dare gumball thing <laughs> where someone slits a yeah. throat in a barber chair and they get sucked into this apparatus beneath mm-hmm. I just thought it was really cool at the time I'd never seen a thing that's focused around your, the hero murdering people <laughs> yep. but getting revenge on the people who killed his family right
3: yeah and I think it just kills like random ass people and then they get cooked into pies because they need money that's what
0: yes that's right <laughs> yep. that's right but a dark uh, but it, if it's one of the few things that, like, please don't remake Alice in Wonderland. Please mm-hmm. step away from that Dumbo project. But Sweeney Todd, oh, he's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Please allow mm-hmm. him to direct the Sweeney Todd movie. Uh, I haven't watched it since I first saw it, but I wonder I wonder how good it holds up. But it, just a good fit for his tone and visual style. Uh, and, and, yeah, Johnny Depp's fine casting. And yeah. I think he's been dying to dance, if yeah. not sing.
3: Yeah, I think Alan Rickman's the oh man. The one who kills it in this, though. Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> <laughs> And Sasha Baron tall. Cohen. Oh, and Sacha Baron Cohen's yeah. really good in this, too. Yeah. yeah. This, this and
0: Hugo are yeah. like my only Sacha... And, and, well, and Talladega yeah. Just, I, I never thought I'd love Sasha Baron Cohen so much outside of his characters. Hmm. Um, we also have... Oh, uh, we, should we, we
2: I think we should go to the number one movie because the next... Yeah. I think it's, this is not the main event movie of the week.
0: But yes, this movie is number one of the box office in December 15th through the 21st, 2007. This is shocking. The past is filled with incredible mysteries... The clues to solving them are all around, hidden in plain sight. But this story begins with the most famous assassination in history. Abraham Lincoln's killer,
1: John Wilkes Booth, (laughs) kept a diary. A diary that was found the night Booth was
0: killed, with 18 pages missing. Concealed in those pages is the key to something much, much bigger. A conspiracy that crosses the globe. And a, discovery. a Book of secrets. Uh
3: Book Not of Secrets no Treasure, Book of Secrets. This movie I've actually seen. Mm-hmm. Failed French. Is Ugh. so <laughs> stupid. Now that first one, it's pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, I Was mean he find the first but,
2: one like a part of the Constitution? Delightfully stupid.
3: Yeah, it's just like they got a steal declaration of independence because oh, on okay. the back of it they got a thing, and then Ben Franklin made this thing. I mean, it's it's Da Vinci code, but yeah. with American history. Yeah. Okay, fine. This one though i can summarize in my favorite line hmm. mount rushmore was a cover-up <laughs> <laughs> god it's damn it about the the president has a secret book that tells him all the secret stuff and they fucking literally kidnap the president and uh. the president's like oh yeah here's my book hmm. uh, i guess i won't have you <laughs> fucking tried for treason for this and then they go running around and it turns out like oh i'm gonna spoil the whole thing Mount Rushmore was built to cover the lost city of gold. Uh, That's under Mount Rushmore, with a river running through it, and no one in South Dakota ever noticed any gold showing up, I guess. (laughs) Also, the Aztecs, I think, built it in South Dakota. I hate this movie. I hate everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I'm I'm shocked by this, but it's also one of those awesome pieces of evidence this is a disney movie
3: it's stupid this
0: is a disney movie it grossed 500 million dollars on a, on like a 130 I hate million dollar budget well just where was the next one and then I mean, think, a third one still in the And world, then you think yeah, about yeah. it it was probably in the works and then they started acquiring muppets marvel and star mm. wars and, and their own franchises they just let slide away I That's think, a good point. I know a ton of people who like this movie and would have probably enjoyed seeing another one. And it's just, wow, you just let this whole franchise die. Yeah, the successful it, franchise. It, it
3: pisses me off because this could be a really fun franchise. I mean, I'm a giant history dork. And so the idea of like making history really fun for the kids, I'm all about. Yeah. This is so goddamn stupid. <laughs> it makes me angry, as you can probably tell. And that's why I'm really glad that we can just move on. Move on to what should have been the number one movie what forever. Ha- what in any sort of just society would have been the highest grossing film of the year.
0: I, I think, but what we're seeing right now is time mm-hmm. being more kind to of this movie. It yeah. airs on television, on my television. Every other week yeah. and deservedly so One of the
2: weirdest spoofs ever made. Like I Dude, didn't know this it's was such so, perfect. Yeah, it, it's it's, perfect. it's ripe territory, but I didn't think it was.
0: It's if you have all you need to see is Ray and walk the line. Yeah. <laughs> and but
2: I, I had seen neither before this and I still thought it was amazing.
0: So this fucking movie. This Oscar season. Did it ain't easy <laughs> to walk to the top of a mountain. It's a long hard walk, but I will walk hard.
1: One movie. Walk hard. Will be so much better. The
3: 1960s are an exciting and important now, time.
1: And more important.
2: What about you, John Lonnie? With meditation, there's no oh, limit to what we can imagine.
1: Than any other movie. <laughs> I ain't good enough to follow Elvis. There's two things you need to know. I'm king. And number two is look out, man. <laughs> you see how close I came to your head? I could chop a man in half. <laughs> I've been
3: scorned and slandered. And- oh, I
0: love this fucking movie. I Walk hard, the Dewey Cox story. I love
3: this movie. I... Ended up going down the rabbit hole of looking for clips and I ended up pretty much watching the movie. Dude, yeah. it's, it's it's all a series so of
0: wonderful funny. clips yeah. making fun of my least favorite movie genre in the universe, yeah. the Hollywood biopic. Yeah. Trying to sum up an entire life in 90 minutes is the the worst way to tell the story of an individual <laughs> and it makes for a shitload of bad movies and we, for the most part, other than give or take a James Brown movie. Have gotten beyond it. Mm -hmm. Tell us, tell a story, tell a move, like a a pivotal time in a person's life. Don't tell their whole story. This is just great because it ends up being allowed to parody everything. Dewey Cox is a Johnny Cash type who has a Ray Charles upbringing, (laughs) but ends up meeting every other musician Mm -hmm. trend. Style that exists throughout 30 years.
3: Yeah, but they also, I mean, the thing that I love about it is that it's a movie that knows it's a movie. Yes, and so there's lots of like, like like this Beatles scene, which we can just play the whole. Dude, I love the fucking Beatles scene. You know, they have to be constantly being like, "Wow, John Lennon, you're here with the Mm -hmm. Beatles. I that's so great." You know, they're always like hinting at what's going on in the future. It's
0: Justin Long, Jack Black. Uh, Jason, Paul Rudd and Jason, Jason Schwartzman's Schwartzman. face as Ringo
3: <laughs> makes
0: me laugh more than like most movies from 2007. <laughs> uh, uh, John, what is it? the guy, uh, what's the guy's name who's playing the producer? I hate this song and he keeps playing it and all of a sudden he's dancing in the back like the worst mechanical PS2 dancing <laughs> ever. It's one of my, f- I need to make a give of that. <laughs> but I, I okay, you want to hear some of the Beatles scene? Yeah. He meets the Beatles during their, what, their, meditation, uh, whatever. Yeah, their
3: meditation session with the Maharishi. Well, nothing but grains of sand
1: that was freaking transcendental paul mccartney don't you agree john lennon
0: yes <laughs> Cox. with meditation there's no limit to what we can imagine <laughs> what do you think george harrison of the beatles i don't know you know i'm just trying to get
1: some more songs on the album <laughs> and as ringo star i'm not so interested in meditation i just like to have fun
0: Oh, yeah. This
2: is all so good. <laughs> that, yeah. that performance is yeah Gear. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is all so fun and great. Yeah. I love uh, Chris Parnell, Matt Besser, and
2: uh, Tim Meadows. Tim yeah. Meadows. Tim, is, well, I great. have Tim Meadows' as best yeah, scene. But, but, oh, this, I mean,
3: there. this scene contains, like, the, the Beatles scene contains, like, my shorthand mm-hmm. for whenever they have to, like, make something clear in a biopic. <laughs> <laughs> like this Please, the Beatles, don't fight here in India. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My favorite, my favorite moment, and it's not in here, is his Bob Dylan period <laughs> where he sings a song about the plight of little people. <laughs> and if I see you up, I'll lift you up so the dog will stop licking your face. <laughs> it's so good uh, with the pots. Yes, co- oh, the, this yeah. is
2: mimicking all the uh, drug downward spiral scenes uh, that you see in these biopics. Get out of here, Dewey.
1: What are you all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this
0: shit. You're smoking reefers? Yeah, of course we are. Can't you smell it? No, Sam. I can't.
2: <laughs> Come on, Dewey. Join the party.
0: No,
1: Dewey. You don't want this. Get out of here.
0: You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no
1: hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. W- well, I get addicted to it or something? It's not habit-forming. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I don't know. I don't want to... Overdose on it. You can't OD on it.
2: (laughs) It's not gonna make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. Sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. (laughs) Hmm. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. (laughs) (laughs) Did any state that has a pot ballot on the initiative or pot initiative on the ballot Mm -hmm. just play this commercial instead of making an ad? Yeah. Well, this is solidifying (laughs)
0: John Riley
2: as a. Just a comedic wonder. Yeah, and it's so sad. Like we ages ago on Laser Time, we did Mm -hmm. like an episode about uh, like comedians and actors that only got one comedic vehicle. Like Mm -hmm. you know, like Weird Al and stuff like that. This may be like the most tragic that he's like. I mean, he had Wreck It Ralph, but that wasn't really driven by John C. Riley. It was Mm -hmm. driven by the animation, the video games. But like, he is hilarious in this, and it was so good in stuff like Talladega Nights. Yeah. That he mm-hmm. never got another like starring big budget there's, comedy movie. Yeah, it's, there's got to be one out there yeah.
3: for him,
0: man. Yeah, yeah it's a uh, written and directed by Jake Kasdan, produced yeah. by Judd Apatow. Who mm-hmm. I don't know if this yeah. movie I would have seen the light of day if yeah. Judd Apatow wasn't at his height, making yeah. funny, sh- getting funny shit through the yeah. Hollywood system. Uh, but Matt- I love Zero Effect, Jake yes. Kasdan's movie. Huh. He's the yes. son of uh, Lawrence, Lawrence Kasdan. Kasdan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, I love this movie. I remember meeting yeah. a friend of his, and like tell him that. Walk Hard like one of the yeah. funniest fucking films I've ever seen. I don't care how yeah. hard it bombed. I'm, <laughs> it, it, if I if I could have paid for that movie out of my own pocket, I would have. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love this movie.
2: Uh, Matt actually left a note saying that this was a movie that was hampered by the writer's strike. Mm-hmm. Not the movie itself, but it couldn't be properly promoted huh. during, hmm. due to the writer's strike. I'm guessing they couldn't like write ads and shit like that. I or I had the
0: I internet, so I was all over any promotion yeah. this movie had
3: i don't know like i I'd, I'd heard pretty good things and it's one of these where it's like i watched it there's there's only a couple movies where it's like i I watch it on tv just like oh it's on mm-hmm. and i watch it and the second it's over i'm like i'm going to make everyone <laughs> i know watch this movie and it's like right afterwards like michael come here come here come here i want to show you this whole movie i just watched i'm watching it again <laughs> with you because it was great
0: it's just it's an insane cast uh, jenna fisher Kristen Wiig. Christian
3: oh, uh, i'm his 12 year old child, brad and
0: and, and that's
3: one of the best gags though the idea that christian wig and john c riley are yeah. playing them playing those characters as teenagers yes yeah, <laughs> like yeah. oh it's so john ridiculous c. being like come on mom i'm 14 now it's just
0: so beautifully done <laughs> <laughs> so be- he does he plays a teenage version of himself <laughs> oh this movie is so fucking good more cameos than you could ever imagine and lots of full frontal nudity this movie yeah. rules. Uh, before you see Titanic, watch Walk Hard, the Dewey <laughs> Cox story. Walk Hard. This shit rules. Uh, moving to 2007 TV. Um, Jesus, December 15th through the 21st. The-
2: yeah, not a big week because uh, we're in the midst of the writer's strike. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so on the 15th of December, we have the final, for a while, the final episode of Whose Line It Is? It Anyway? It's the last episode ever hosted by Drew Carey. Mm-hmm. He took it to America from the UK. Yeah. And uh, it came back with Aisha Tyler as the host. the The guests always seem to say the same. Like Ryan Stiles and uh, Colin, Colin Mockery have yeah. been there forever and Wayne should Brady. always be there. Yeah, Wayne mm-hmm. Brady. It wasn't in the British version that much. No, like. not at all. And for I, the most uh, part. That, what I put in here is the I love the theme song. This was like like early '90s uh, Comedy Central. Whenever I heard this, I would race towards oh, the TV. I, hate, yeah. I hated show uh, at the show to- at the time. Oh, I hate. Ah, oh, I love this show.
0: <laughs> but yeah, based on a U.K. import with mostly American improvisers, and again, I love pointing it out, that's a reference to the Richard Dreyfuss movie <laughs> Whose Life Is It Anyway that oh, really? nobody remembers. Uh... That's, why the, that's why the title's so stupid. And remember, they, they technically canceled the show and then Drew Carey, Ryan Stiles, Colin Mockery, and Wayne Brady did, a, like, 11 other shows with yeah. different names that are the exact same. Yeah, like, the they would do, like, show.
2: pay-per-view specials and weird shit like yeah. that. And yeah.
3: Then, yeah, like, I think it was I around the yeah. time
2: that, uh, like, Whose lines Is It Anyway? Or, not? sorry, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire mm-hmm. uh, came out there like, hey, we need more summer stuff, you do this. And, like, <laughs> I think had Drew Carey not been busy with uh Prices Right, he probably, mm-hmm. this probably would have lasted longer because right now they would have used it even more yeah. because of the writer strike. Uh, but, yeah, in, other, in less longstanding writer strike stuff, on December 17th, the game show Duel premieres on Ooh. ABC. It was a week-long game show where it was played head-to-head which, in which contestants answered trivia questions with wrong answers contributing to a growing jackpot. This is notable because the winner of the jackpot on the show was a woman named Ashley Register. who uh, She won almost $1.8 million, and it Whoa. made her the highest winning female game show contestant ever in the U.S., and that's sixth highest overall. Goddamn. Wow. Uh, but all of that, it didn't even win the ratings that week <laughs> because it went up against another writer strike-led uh, uh, show, Clash of the Choirs on NBC, which is... Wow. Dude, is that what it sounds like? Yeah. A choir
0: battle show? Yeah.
2: Oh my God! Hey,
3: where are we? Look, In we, we, we did Pitch Perfect. Yeah. That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh did they? God. Did which one created the other one? Oh yeah, I'm a, I, oh, yeah people singing, people like. I'm,
2: I don't have the uh, yearning to actually want to look it up, but I'm not <laughs> assuming that they're doing Pitch Perfect style choirs. Like I'm yeah. assuming church choirs. Like that sounds. Which group of abominable. fifty singers is better? Oh my God. <laughs> this uh. one or that one?
0: Man, this is well. This is pretty notable. Uh, we got to move into games. Yeah, some
2: pretty cool stuff this week.
0: Um Indy 500 Legends yeah. on TS and Wii someone really extending mm. that NASCAR license. Um, Sonic the H- This is that's very significant. Sonic the Hedgehog on iOS. I do remember that uh, releasing. Yeah. Think, uh, for one, of the, uh, one of the a, a first... marred port yeah. that then a fan started fixing and I believe that all led to the Sonic Mania game that came out in 2017 <laughs> that we loved that started with someone diagnosing the problems with the port. Uh, I thought that was really neat because I love Sonic. Elements of Destruction on DS is also out where you can play as a tornado. I, that's all I remember <laughs> about this game. Like, it came out in
2: XBLA, and I was like, oh, that's neat. It's a game where you play as a tornado never got around to it. But I, do, I did like it when I demoed it.
0: And I, I talk about this game all the time. We talk about release dates. This game, I remember, came out on the 18th of December because I reviewed it, giving it the highest score that it had for a while on Metacritic. Knights, into, uh, Knight's Journey Into Dreams. A mm. uh, follow-up to one of my favorite games of all time, Knight's uh, Into Dreams, on on the Sega Saturn. A beautiful game about an ambiguous <laughs> elf creature, <laughs> silent flying mm. around, and finally Sega's like, you know what? With the power of the Wii, we're bringing Knight's back. We're going to give him his second yeah. on only other <laughs> game in history and it's going to be great. No. It was Come an on. ugly game that they made Knight's Talk, had a bunch of story and nice. dialogue and
2: was it really that really bad? Platforming. I mean, we streamed it. You yeah, can see I, it. I just don't. Was the gameplay that bad? The it thing was
0: with the original Knights, it was a very short game. You can play through the entire thing if you know what you're doing Man. in like 20 minutes. Yeah. Mm. So there's a lot of things they do to extend, overextend, and uh. elongate the gameplay, and a lot of that is cutscenes and terrible, terrible, terrible 3D platforming, which isn't part of what the mm-hmm. Knights game is. It's about Free form, but slightly railed, flying yeah. in all directions. Hey,
3: could you explain what's the punctuation in this title? Knight's journey yeah. into dreams. Is knight's
0: colon journey into dreams. Yeah.
3: Okay, but you were saying like knights, like it's the first a name. one
0: is knight's colon into dreams. Yeah. Um,
3: okay, but knights and, is not like the name of a character. Knights is the name of a character,
0: and it's it's
2: spelled oh. capital N, small i, mm-hmm. capital G H T S. Mm-hmm. No. D- I, Diana's I, editor I, brain is
0: going off, no. but he was a he was do. a a jester who was like the personification of the dreams of these children sleeping, like some okay. uh, somebody they would take control of while dreaming in order to pursue their dreams. Yeah. It's lighthearted. It's more lighthearted fare than I'm making it sound yeah. like, but it was glorious and colorful and a really has a really good remaster on Steam and xbox live and psn so i do encourage it's like 799 it's great it's exactly what nights should be it's a little short but it's 799 you won't feel jilted this is a monkey's paw of a fan Uh, like me like given we finally got to see nights again and it's terrible and it's stuck forever on the wii we did stream it it's not good um i do not remember the commercial sounds like
2: fly into a dreamland where
0: anything can happen change into amazing creatures Knock the daylights out of nightmares. Even build a park where your friends can visit you with Nintendo Wi-Fi. Don't do that. The <laughs> game of your dreams is here. We did that while we were streaming, and if you try and log on to the Nintendo <laughs> Wii yeah. Wi-Fi network, you will
2: crash your whole
0: fucking system. <laughs> uh, it was a terrible addition where you could collect yeah. things in the world and bring them into Wi-Fi worlds and visit other people. Yeah. This
2: was like I'm only a year into working, you know, full time mm-hmm. as a games journal, la la mm-hmm. la la logist. Uh, and I, I remember, like when they said, like, "Oh, this is releasing the week before Christmas." I that was when I realized, like, "Oh, this ground. game's fucked." It's, if they're pushing it out, then and it,
0: it, there's some good parts about it, but it's so fucking flawed. They're, like, you will just Google Nights; you will see a ton of fans out there. And Diana, you saw a little bit of that mm-hmm. in the commercial. In a world of bald space marines, bald grunting space marines in brown and black environments, a place with pinks purples and greens and yeah. instead of side scrolling you flew around in all directions it was a beautiful game put on the what the most visually uninteresting platform <laughs> at the time it sucks but I, I understand why they tried it and I just yeah. wish it would get another shot mm-hmm. uh, we really need or at least a remaster but that concludes the releases yeah. December fifteenth and the twenty first. It's been a long wow, episode this for has us. has been a
3: long
0: Thank you for sticking off. with us. Um, we this wanted to is say
3: last you through January. <laughs> we wanted to
0: say we are supported uh, primarily at Patreon.com/slash LaserTime. It supports the whole LaserTime network. That includes the the sister show LaserTime, Talking Simpsons, the chronological breakdown of every episode of the Simpsons, and uh, the Friday video game show, Game Apocalypse. Uh we have a bonus show yeah. for people who support us at the five dollar level. It's not that much and it yeah. helps us live and do
2: these for a living. Yeah. Um, and we're you're, you're gonna be due for a bonus bonus show, a bonus, bonus, the, bonus show. At the end of the year where we talk about like what what was the highest grossing movie, what was the highest rated TV show, all that stuff.
0: Yeah, and I know I say that all the time, but like your comments are so important yeah. to what this because it's you know, we we just told you what we were doing <laughs> and what we think of things. Yeah. You tell us what you're doing and we try and make a, a little program out of that. Uh, For our $5 patrons as well. So that's a bunch of exclusive stuff, including over 100 commentaries, video uh, commentaries, wrestling match commentaries, an exclusive show every week. But here's an example of some of the the fine things people have to say. Uh, Laser Time Rules, who is in no way biased, <laughs> says, uh, We are whack about rap. Uh, sorry to correct you, Laser Time crew. But Never
3: as an, be sorry to correct
0: us. As an avid hip-hop fan and historian, Slim Shady EP was not Eminem's uh, debut in mm. any sense of the word. Oh. His debut was Infinite, released in 1996. At this time, he sounded like a New York, uh, rap- he sounded like New York rapper, AZ, so much so that he actually admitted it in future interviews. Slim Shady LP was uh, when he found his pocket in the Slim Shady persona. From from here is when Dre supposedly uh. discovers him. I say mm-hmm. supposedly because different accounts have surfaced that it may have been an internet inner scope. I would mm. lean towards that one. Yep. Uh, that's like saying Doctor Dre invented mm. headphones. Like that probably didn't happen. <laughs> anyway, just wanted to give you some uh, some history. We dude, correct mm. the hell out of us. Yeah. We're not going to know right. about every one of these, and that's why we appreciate your comments uh but holy shit we got to wrap up the show a yeah. little bit of plugs remember to listen to laser time go to laser dot to see all this stuff you can go to our youtube channel to see our stream of night's journey of dreams mm-hmm. and a lot of the other stuff we talk about yeah. where we stream every uh tuesday and wednesday usually a new release on tuesday mm-hmm. and something older on on wednesday uh we do appreciate people who watch that stuff it's really fun to play games live with all of you listeners yeah. uh laser time talking simpsons video game apocalypse anything else i'm missing
2: uh, I mean yeah there's a bunch of laser time episodes if you like stuff mm-hmm. in this episode you'll want to check out mm-hmm. like uh one of our Christmas episodes this year is about uh, uh alternatives to Christmas mm-hmm. which I uh, found really fun and Uh, I did in the
0: past a ton of Christmas episodes we did a Christmas special parody of one of the Jim Henson shows (laughs) I exalted earlier in the program
2: but like a lot of these movies were kind of a Christmas counter program not even counter program Mm -hmm. but like prestige films that come out of Christmas we did an episode years ago talking about all those and yeah, you can see it it was starting in 97 and definitely on full steam in 07
0: folks try and follow us or uh, hit like on our Facebook page Uh, look up Laser Time you can't miss it we have a great Facebook community that talks about this stuff a little more in depth it's been really fun to have so many people on board with this but we're going to try and pimp out some of our older christmas stuff because it kind of gets lost after five years in an Mm. itunes feed so a lot of fun christmas shows and i know a lot of people don't like them but i want to make sure the people who do like christmas episodes please believe me i'm a huge fan of the Mm -hmm. holiday got a lot of stuff fun stuff that we've done the past So
3: when you guys do uh you know movie commentaries on mondays and stuff how much do i have to bribe you to do titanic I freaking dare you I think that has
0: to be like a nah. fucking Patreon goal <laughs> we, we just did our longest you. one in the form of the director's cut yeah. of Batman versus Superman
3: oh so that's gotta be like 45 or
0: so <laughs> no it's a flat 3 3 and wow. 2 minutes Titanic wow. is longer by 12 minutes wow uh, maybe not including the credits well, I guess you
3: know like any movie that came out on two VHS's mm-hmm. you can do it in two goes if you have yeah. to you know you can watch Lawrence Arabia over two nights Diana it's I'll fine. do
0: whatever they you have intermissions to. Yeah. go if to the you're saying you want to do Titanic we'll do fucking mm-hmm. Titanic that would but, uh, be pretty fun that's, uh, that's on you no. I'm never going to ask you to come watch Titanic <laughs> with me because I feel like your husband would punch me <laughs> um, but Diana we got to do the deaths
3: yeah let's talk birthdays and deaths uh, the deaths of this this week I only found one real notable one mm-hmm. oh, besides I mean we talked about Chris Farley nineteen uh, 19- Ninety-seven, Lillian Disney, Mrs. Walt Disney, passed away, age oh, 98. No. Oh, man. 98. Yeah, but, long man, lush.
0: But your great great grandchildren, don't worry about them. They're set for life. Yeah. <laughs> set for life, Lillian Disney. And I'll plug the Walt Disney Museum here in San Francisco. If you're ever in the area, go see that shit. But it's amazing. She,
2: <laughs> she got fair fauceted on this day, I'm guessing. Like, people yeah. be like, hey, did you know the the disney widow died oh wait chris farley died <laughs> <laughs> oh oh that's so tragic
3: yeah, she's what like three times his age yeah. Yeah. so yeah <laughs> and
2: and on the lighter
0: side of death we have birthdays yes. and that means it's time for diana to give us the oh
3: mm-hmm.
1: birthday it's a it's a Dave is like
0: rubbing his brain. Is this to stimulate? Yes, it worked for me last week. Okay. All right. All right. Superstitions okay. have formed in this little game of ours. <laughs>
3: all right. Time for the birthday. Born December 21st, 1937. So Oof. happy 80th birthday. And still alive. Still alive. Okay. She is a seven time Oscar nominee, two time winner, and star of the highest selling video of all time. Jane Fonda? Jane Fonda. Yeah.
0: That's the highest-selling video of all time? Literally. Yes. Jane
3: Fonda Workout, the Holy first one. shit. Biggest-selling video of all time.
0: So that's a double win for Dave. Yeah. I can't wait for Matt to come back and fuck up your mojo. <laughs>
3: um,
0: but yes, we will be back. We'll have shows all throughout the holidays for every one of our programs. Consider sharing that stuff with a friend or on Facebook or your Twitters. Why, why not give us a follow if you're in the Christmas spirit we'll have a lot of fun stuff to show you uh, you can follow Diana on Twitter yep. listener nerd
3: um,
0: you, can fo- you can follow me on Twitter yeah. I wouldn't recommend it Cantista if you, if you, like, if you like links re- to Instagram
2: <laughs> I give a middling <laughs> recommendation to following me on Twitter yeah, uh, there at you go. Dave
0: uh, but with that, with that we are out of here we are closing out December 15th to 21st with Guilty as Charged oh is wonder. that from Walk Hard yeah, I love that song uh, anyway we are out of here we will see you next week people The cops are saying I belong behind bars,
1: and I'm guilty, Guilty. I'm guilty as charged.